to Drunk Valorant, episode number 27. Um, now, I know Chase just consumed a drink. Would you uh, care to go over that? Yeah, yeah. So, basically, um, as we're getting into what we're drinking right now, uh, I come into my room to like to start recording the podcast here, and I usually have my headset set on this nice little like wooden stand that I built, you know, sanded it down. Um, and I look, and... For some reason, that stand has been replaced with uh, a tall boy of Smirnoff Ice by uh, an unnamed person in my house, um, a.k.a. Uh, the Salad Sauce. And uh, Jury's still out. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> uh, I mean, pretty proven. But, you know, typically I would get down on one knee and just down that shit. Except for this one has obviously been taken directly out of a fridge. And placed onto my desk, and so it is cold I did as that fuck. About Forty minutes ago, Ooh. whenever I got back from the liquor store, yeah, it's uh, it's freezing fucking cold. I tried to down it, and it's just not possible. So I <laughs> have about a third of it left at this point, uh, and so I'm gonna be working on that um, for the next maybe thirty seconds here, and then it'll be gone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, nice little way to start off the podcast, I guess. If you're Cass, at least. Great. You seem unconvinced, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it, it tastes disgusting. Like, Smirnoff Ices are not great, especially when you chug them. But that's kind of the point. I feel like they taste good if you don't chug them, though. It must be that you've had a lot of bad experiences with them, so it's ruined the flavor a little bit. I mean, they're not the best, but, like, I will, no, I would more... drink one if, like, if it was given to me, and it's, like, it's nice and refreshing. Yeah. Um. It tastes a lot like a fresca, in my opinion. But yeah, Chase and I had this discussion while we we're on the dis uh, the disc golf course the other day. Um, but I used to like them a lot back when I was in high school. If I was just sipping on them, especially the green apple flavored one. Now, I think if I had a green apple flavored one, now that one I might still enjoy. Oh, it would but be like, so I used to sweet. Like the regular, I used to like the regular ones too, but I I found that like while we were out on the course and um. I don't remember if it was either uh, E or Tony had put one in my fridge, which we had decided was against the Geneva Convention. You may not ice someone by putting it in a fridge. Um, So I just tossed it into my bag and we were out on the course and like I cracked it and was just kind of sipping on it there. Um, It was still way too fucking sweet, even when I'm not downing it. (laughs) Like it it was. was Obviously, our our tastes are more refined, but also we've had many experiences where like I don't often consume a Smirnoff ice other than chugging it because that's the yeah. only time anyone ever purchases them is to hide them around the house so that people go, go into them or, like you know run into them randomly anyway after I'm done with this I do have a, some backup drinks or really just the drinks I was planning on drinking right now um, and those are some iced tea white claws which have just made their way into Canada so we are at the liquor store a few days ago and uh, our entire house was like, okay, we're all buying a pack of this, and uh, they're they're all right. I don't know. I, yeah, I would prefer I a standard white claw. Yeah, I don't like them very much. Tony seems to really like them though. Yeah, I haven't had um, the the white call the white claw branded ones, but I've had uh, truly uh, hard seltzer iced teas that uh, our buddy uh, Kevin is a big fan of those. But oh, I Kevin think they just taste really cool. Well, he specifically likes the truly iced teas as well. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, 
me and Alex bought a whole pack of them when he was for a whole pack of them for him when he was over. But like the, mm-hmm. the point is, I agree with Chase's assessment. Really not that hot. Yeah, like, I mean, they're so, they're all right. Like I'm drinking them, but mm-hmm. they're I wouldn't buy them again. Um, I don't know if you guys have the hard Arizonas in the States. I haven't seen them. It's possible we have them, but I haven't seen them. Okay. Yeah. We have like, you know, alcoholic Arizona iced teas and those are pretty good here. They're non-carbonated. So unlike the wow, white like car I, I is carbonated. Yeah, but, I prefer the iced tea non-carbonated. But yeah, the the hard Arizonas are really good. So I'll probably just stick to buying those if I'm feeling the iced tea. Um, but all right. Speaking of um, you know, us being out on the uh, the disc golf course and all, um, this this IPA that I got is very representative of what I do off the tee, which is uh, smash bombs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's what yeah, it's no, called. Golf, you know, I don't, yeah, that, yeah. That's, does that mean that's a, what the beer is, is called? Is that a good thing or a bad thing in golf? Smashing a bomb. Oh, it's a good thing. Yeah, like okay. bombing it down the down the yeah, course like is you, like you very far. The first thing you just, yeah, just smash a bomb. Uh, mm. Just absolutely obliterate it. Um, yeah, I might have to start drinking these when I go disc golfing more. But it, it's a double IPA, seven point two percent. It is very high on the IBUs. It doesn't have the the number listed on the can, but like, holy fuck, it's bitter. Uh, it's very classic double IPA, just in your face. The it's a haymaker for sure. Um, What's the IBU number? But yeah, that's what I said. It's not on the can, so I, I don't know. Oh, I thought you said the IBU was on there, but like not the percentage. That's what I. No, thought. no, I'm saying the percentage was on here, but not the IBUs. But like, it's oh, oh. it's fucking bitter. I see. Um, yeah, so those international beer units. Yeah, <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it's a good one to start off with. Like, I'm glad I, I picked this one because, like, if I was three more beers deep and then pulled this out of the fridge, that would be uh that'd be a bit rough. But it yeah, it's yeah. a nice one to get us kicked off with, you know, right to the face. Although to be fair, given what you just did to Chase, I mean, having a bit of a rough experience, I feel like would be perfectly acceptable for. I, I agree. I think some retribution yeah. is in the works. So, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, perhaps, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Hunter, what what are you sipping on? I'm out here drinking the Turtle Power Grapefruit Pale Ale from Evil Genius. Uh, big fan of this beer. I've Wait, had it, haven't had it lots before. The org makes beer. No, I didn't know they also had a brewery. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. the org. <laughs> yes, yes. All the sales of this beer directly support the Evil Genius uh, Valorant team. So, wow. Yeah, I mean, if you're a big fan of them, yeah, Hunter, you must be a big fan. <laughs> yes, so I am. See, I'm a, I'm a fan of your boy Dre, so I can no longer drink that beer. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really good. It's uh. A very classic IPA, but the grapefruit flavor is nice, and this has 50 IBU. It says right on it, uh, 50 IBUs, and it's it, the bitterness is very is very strong, but not in a bad way. Um, although th- this beer is also expired, so I don't know if that makes it even <laughs> more bitter, but it's it still tastes good. It's from my batch of stuff from when I used to work at Seastone. I mentioned that in the mast. Oh yeah, your your free beer pile. Yeah, yeah, my free beer stash. That's, that's Alrighty, not bad. Well, I don't, I don't know if beer. I mean, I guess it goes bad if it has a ex- expiration date, but I don't think it really goes yeah. bad. Uh, yeah, essentially, it's just that you. the flavor can get a little bit messed up. It's not like 
the alcohol actually like the alcohol percentage stays the same. It doesn't like rot. It's just it's not as fresh tasting. Chase, now Chase, I believe you've heard this story before, but Hunter, this would definitely be new for you. Um, so my name being Cass. Cass, you've uh, told me this story like three times. I feel like go ahead. But I've wait. Has the podcast heard it? Maybe. I feel like I the podcast know. could have heard so. it. I've I've honestly yeah, heard anyway. this story so many times that you could have told yeah, it like yeah. twice on the podcast already. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I I don't know if I've brought this up on the podcast before, but at any rate, there's a Korean beer named Cass Beer, um, and so my grandfather uh, purchased a six pack for me the day I was born. Uh, when I turned twenty one, I cracked one of those six beers that had been sitting in the cabinet at our house for twenty one years, and I assure you. It is really fucking bad to have a beer sitting around for that long. Um, and then my dad also has a collection of uh, fuck who who makes it. I want to say it's Ankerstein Brewing. They come out with a Christmas ale every year, and they slightly change the recipe. Um, and with the exception of very few years missing, my dad has one from each year dating back to like eighty two sitting in our beer fridge at home that's cool um there's a couple that have gotten lost before by you know like somebody's over at our house and my dad's just like oh yeah just like grab any beer you want from the fridge um and then they just picked one of those by chance and he wasn't thinking about it um so we are missing a couple of years but he's got mostly he's got almost every year from like 82 like two days sitting in our beer fridge. Um, and the idea was he was going to, you know, like sit down with one of his buddies from like, that he's known since basically like middle or high school. Um, and they were going to sample all of them. Uh, but unfortunately, um, his friend had to go to rehab for alcoholism and doesn't drink anymore. Ooh. So whenever I'm, whenever I'm home, my dad and I will often, you know, grab, grab a couple of them so like grab one of the newer ones grab one of the ones from like the early 2000s or like the late 90s and then grab one of the ones from like the 80s um and like see what the differences are between them and that's cool i can tell you that beer definitely does not age super well it's no fine wine that's for sure that's great um okay but all right on to some valorant stuff now as promised uh, we are going to go over some of the uh, the agent ideas today. Um, we'll we'll see exactly how many we get through, um, and then probably a couple podcasts down the road, we'll come back and pick off from where we left off. But before we get to the agent ideas, um, there was an interesting strategy that a crew pulled out in the open qualifiers that I want to talk about here. And it is specific to their attacker side, in which they will sometimes elect to save pistol round. They will have four members of their team, basically, save on pistol round, and then they'll probably have either a Sky or a KO buy up uh, their utility, and maybe someone else on the team purchases a piece of utility. But they go in with classics, no armor. And most of the members save their 800 credits that they get from pistol round. Um, and basically, there's there's a couple ways this breaks down. 
Um, but regardless of the outcome of pistol round, they will hard force round two, no matter what. And Interesting. It, it, it has worked out surprisingly well for them. Um, to the point where it, it often works out more so in their favor than it has backfired on them. Um, and so to give you a bit more of a background, basically the way this breaks down is if you get bomb plant in pistol round but lose the round, you basically have the exact same amount of money going into round two as the defending team who won does. What and if so you, you get have bomb defuse but lose the round? What do you mean? This is attack side only. This is attack <laughs> side only. You guys missed my extremely stupid joke there, but okay. well. because you don't get money uh, for defuse. Yeah. No, oh. because if you defuse, oh, you, you, you get the fucking. <laughs> wow, I, I'm so dumb. That <laughs> took me way too long to understand that. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, that's um, your thing. Okay, but yeah. So basically, you can come in with the exact same buy as the the team the defending team does and number one you you catch people off guard with it because the assumption is you'll probably be saving and even if you force you're not going to have as strong of a buy um so it catches people off guard a lot and can easily win you that round two and then if you win pistol round even though you you are saving a good amount of your credits it it allows for Basically, everybody besides the one player who actually spent up money on utility to get rifle, full shields, and utility. Uh, typically, when a crew would actually win the pistol round after they saved, though, they would elect two players on their team to purchase specters, assuming that those players are going to be the ones entering site, and if you die, you're only dropping a specter. Um, and they're like, we can come out of here with three people alive, we'll keep all our rifles, and we'll have an incredibly strong buy going into the next round. Um, and somebody on YouTube did like a more mathematical breakdown of exactly how the credits work out, but what it boils down to is more often than not, this strategy will put you ahead in uh, like round count once economy stabilizes. And best case scenario, you come out 4-0. Worst case scenario, you come out 0-3. Wait, Interesting. How, how is there four versus three rounds in those? Um, I think it works out. Though. Oh, Let's you see. mean okay. until, until you have an X full buy? Yeah, until teams are equaled at full buys. Okay. So, like, worst case scenario, you're down 0-3. And then it's full buy versus full buy. Best case scenario, it is 4-0. And then fifth round is full buy versus full buy. Yeah. That's that's really interesting because as soon as you started talking about uh, a crew or a crew, I don't know how you're supposed to say it. Um, I started wondering, well, like, you know, they didn't make the, the next group stage. And so was that because of their strategies being too wacky and different, or is it because of the other problems weighing them down? I guess my, where, what my thinking is, is that that makes a lot of fundamental sense. And I'm curious to see if any of the other teams pick it up. I do have to wonder though, if it becomes 
a more prevalent thing if the people on the other side of that, if people say, you know, this team likes to full save round one, if they don't play in such a way as to maximize the range advantage of the guns they have versus knowing that they'll be facing all classics. Because I feel like that's the counter for that strategy, but I think it's really interesting. Well, I think the counter is just you are so underpowered in pistol round, right? You're you're going up against a team that probably has bought pistols slash, like, a lot of utility, right? And you have almost nothing to counter it except for the one initiator that Cass was talking about, right? Like, maybe you can flash your way into sight, but then they have all of their delay utility. They have better weapons than you, right? Like it might work, but that's just skill diffing. Like, I think that it really puts you at a severe disadvantage in pistol round. And so fuck fuck being able to buy second round. I'd rather win pistol. But at the end of the day, it's not about winning pistol. It's about getting bomb plant for this strategy. But who says you're going to get bomb plant? Even like if you're at that much of a disadvantage, in like utility and weapon, then like bomb plant is not guaranteed, and that's w- essential to your like to this strategy, right? To get bomb plant and get that yeah. extra money, the three hundred creds per person. Three hundred creds a person, yeah. Like, um, it, bomb plant is absolutely not guaranteed. No, but the the advantage that you have as the attacking team is that you you can go in as all five right you can you can just rush down let's just call it a short right you can rush down a short as all five and overwhelm what what defenders they have in best case scenario for the defending team they have three people on that site to defend it and so so long as you can trade so long as you can trade out there's a decent chance that those defenders won't necessarily hard contest you and might back off to play retake with their team. Yeah, in that case, you get around though. In which case, that gives you bomb plan, right? Now, I, I'm not obviously. There's no guarantees, right? Like you're, we're, you're, like the game of hour, and there's nothing that's guaranteed, right? Like there, there's no, like I'm saying, there's no guarantee that the strategy will work. But from the number of times that a crew has has made use of this strategy, it has worked out more often than not. And as stated earlier, worst case scenario, you're down 0-3. Best case scenario, you're up 4-0. And you typically, or they typically come out ahead. Now, obviously, okay, one of the big sure, but, here, you know, worst case scenario in the first four rounds, I'm down 0-4. Or, you know, at best case scenario, I'm up 4-0. Like, I don't understand the difference here. Well, well, I think there's one key element of it that really strikes me as being positive. And that's that outside of a couple, like, edge cases, the, the most obvious one being what Cass likes to do as Jet, uh, where he buys a Sheriff round one just uses the sheriff round two if uh, the team wins and, um, you know, he, he lived. And that way he can get an op round three. It, except from, like, very specific cases like that. In general, if you buy an upgraded pistol round one, 
you don't use that round two whether you won or lost because if you lost round one you die uh, at least you should you shouldn't save round one after losing and then if you won round one then except for those edge cases you're going to want to force in round two at which point the upgraded pistol is just maybe useful if you run out of ammo at a key moment in your primary in your with your primary gun so by saying you know what we're not going to spend money on guns that will only be useful in this round like that that is kind of big brain i think i mean i understand the sentiment and i'm just i'm trying to play devil's advocate here because i'm thinking about like what what's worst case and best case scenario in the same vein that Cass was saying for the standard strategy. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in, if you both buy, you win pistol, then, you know, you force, then you're on a bonus best case scenario. It's three Oh worst case scenario. It's if you lose pistol and lose bonus. Oh, three. Um, no, no, we we need to do okay. So this relies on a couple of things, right? Um, while while we're going over the scenario, like best case and worst case scenarios here, I think we need to assume that the team with the economic advantage wins the round, and we stop counting rounds when it's full buy versus full buy, right? And so in standard scenario, where both teams spend the eight hundred, no, credits but they we're have, saying best or worst, right? Credits, Right. But, like, in the scenario where both teams spend the yeah. 800 credits that are given, right, in pistol round, you win pistol, you win the following round, mm -hmm. you most likely lose the bonus. Yeah, but that's not best or worst case. That's that's median case. Middle case, yeah. Yeah. That's standard case. That's not best or worst. We're okay. talking about extremes. And that means that, you know, you win, you win, you win your bonus. Then you're on full buy versus not full buy. So best, yeah, best case would be four zero before full buys come back in, and then worst case is o three. Well, you lose pistol, you lose bonus, or you lose pistol, you lose the round that you save. You lose to the other team's bonus. Oh, and then it's 0-4 there. And then it's 0-4, because you save again. Okay, so there is so a, there is a difference four, in the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. It's it doesn't matter if you win. Because, right. It's the same, best case, for either one. Um, the thing is, I'm, I'm saying, like, you're more likely to get into a scenario of the best case, which requires you to win pistol. If you buy pistol. Sure. But yeah, uh, otherwise you just save round right. two and, and also round two. Yeah. To, and uh, then you have a gun advantage, okay. which you don't ever have in the other scenario. Yeah, so the right. worst case scenario is worse than if you would just follow the standard meta. But the okay, and now one again, a caveat to the strategy is we are talking about pro teams here in which they can vary properly. Well, we're not talking about pro teams, we're talking about whether is, is this okay. something we sure, should sure. institute in our rounds, right? Right, right. But like I'm saying, from the perspective of a crew doing this, them being a pro team, they can 
come up with exactly what strategies they're going to employ to ensure maximum chance of success. Right? Can you not do that no matter what your buy is, though? No, no, but I'm saying, like, they can have a specific strategy for what they're going to do when their team saves, and then, like, your Sky or your KO buys utility. It's like, this is exactly how we're going to use this utility. This is exactly where people are going to be and when. This is what each of us is going to push and hold to try to get bomb down, and then we're going to do whatever we can to hold on to, uh, or, like, to delay the spike timer, right? Whereas in a ranked game, that's just not going to be as feasible, right? Like, you're just not going to be as together and meshed with your your ideologies and how exactly you're going to execute this. Um, so that's and obviously... just to be clear, Cassidy, does a crew only do this on offense, or do they do this no, on a defense? Crew, no, a crew only ever does this on offense okay. because you could not get the extra money from Bomb Plant on defense. Right, right. And so the strategy is only viable on offense because... And, like, one of the reasons why I think this strategy actually has a decent chance of being valid is because pistol rounds are so inherently chaotic and oftentimes can feel like a flip of the coin. And so the idea is if we can guarantee us a bomb plant, we can go into round two and have a very, like, have an equal buy to the team who won pistol round. Yeah, but you're not getting an advantage at any point. You're actually, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage in round one on equal footing in round two Right when on the other hand okay, you can have think, an equal I, I footing having, in round one and yeah, an advantage in round two. Footing, I think having economic equal advantage on round two, despite it being economically equal, is still advantageous for the attacking side, simply because it's so unexpected. It's not though because you can you can know that they're de- like employing the strategy just by looking at their creds. How often do you fucking do that after winning round one? Have you? ever fucking looked at what the enemy team's credits were like after you won round one absolutely ever i look at i look at round credits like almost every round but it's mostly just me having the fucking scoreboard up often i have the scoreboard up but i don't check round two i'm not checking how many fucking credits the enemy team has after round one now but like even if if you believe that they might be applying this strategy then absolutely you would well, here's the thing, though. Like, you know, as Cass has said, this doesn't seem to be a strategy that would work all that well for us in ranked play. It really has to, there has to be some coordination going into it. And I think at ranked play, yeah, they're probably, if this strategy really takes hold, or even against A crew, you know, teams are probably pulling up the scoreboard and, and taking a look at if, the, if they're doing it or not. But even if they know round two, okay, we're gonna, they're going to have the same buy as us. Like, you just haven't seen that look like, you know, even a quarter as often as you've seen in other situations. So even if you know it's coming, it's not necessarily a situation that you really ever play because in, in what other, other rounds in the game do you have like SMGs versus SMGs or like eco versus eco. That's not like full pistols for pistol round. Like it's, it's a very weird situation. And so if a crew or whoever is using it, like, practices it they can have a bit of an edge in terms of just being familiar with a weird strategy yeah i mean i can i can definitely see what you're talking about i'm trying to look up some stats here um so i mean give give me a minute but i I, I will say that back during the stinger meta 
you did see like nine stingers in the lobby round two. But that was less about that wasn't really about saving round one because the thing is the stinger no, no, being nine hundred credits. Yeah. Yeah, at the time, right. Right. And like the well, difference yes, but I'm, I'm talking about teams two. now are not right, used to right, playing right. on an SMG versus SMG an SMG versus SMG round. Right. Like, yeah, some of the players might remember the, the good old days of the Stinger meta, but right. that's, I, I was just going to say that, like, in, yeah, back during the Stinger meta, it didn't really matter whether you won pistol or not, because it was going to be all SMGs next round, or all SMGs next round. And then for the week in which the Ares was god tier, round two was also, like, nine to ten Ares in the lobby. The only difference was full shields versus white shields. But. Yeah, while Chase is looking that up, I do wish they'd just bring back pre-buff Ares. Um, Yeah, I just just like it not being completely inaccurate. I would would rather have it fire slower. I I do use the Ares sometimes, and it's still okay, but I do feel like it was worse before they tried messing with it than than that, because the higher fire rate, but with just a stupidly crazy spray pattern, even when crouching and ADSing just is a little wacky. Right. And like, I, I've definitely heard that sentiment be shared by a bunch of people who actually did play the Ares pre buff. Yeah. Was that, yeah, it was better back then. Um, like it had its niche and was usable. And I have seen within this past week rounds in which you're using the Ares that, it's been kind of a shit show. <laughs> in which I use the Ares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying oh, like, yeah, I've I have been had a couple dead of spectating you use the Ares, yeah. and it's uh, not going to lie, it looks pretty rough on your part. And I'm not saying that's your fault. The gun, the gun's not great, but like, it looked, it, there, there were situations that I was looking at, and I was like, if you had a classic or a ghost, you win that gunfight. Oh, yeah, especially the and, ghost. And, and like, yeah. the Ares is just so bad right now that you were just whiffing like crazy. <laughs> All right, Yo. Cass. Yes. So I just went through all of a crew's games from round of 32 up till when they were knocked out. Wow. And, that's, that's some quick work. And not a single time did the team that won pistol lose second round in any of their games. So even if they're, if you're saying that they were employing the strategy during, um, during this qualifier. Yeah, they employed it against Sentinels the time that they beat them, I believe, twice. And the first round, or the first time they employed that strategy against Sentinels, they won pistol round with only one person buying utility. So, like, yes. they won that. Um, um, in, in both games that they played, um, yeah. the score was standard first two rounds to one team third round to the other in on both halves both maps um and so it seems like there's no fucking difference here if they were employing that strategy there is not a single time where they were able to win round two after losing round one i'm almost positive that when sentinels played them it went 1-1 one, one in one of the games. I just went through literally every yeah, single no, one no, of them. Fair it, it didn't happen. Huh. I was Someone... pretty sure that that did happen. Hey, I'm going to put the tinfoil hat on right now. 
someone from uh, A Crew wants to keep their strategy in house, wants to keep it from spreading. So they hacked whatever website you're looking at, Chase, and they changed <laughs> the scores so no one would see the effectiveness of their strategy. Yeah. They actually won every round two when they had lost round one. But the data has been purged from the internet. Yeah, so that other teams can't counter them. Definitely, there's no yep. VODs or anything like that to watch, well, of they course. Well, they deleted the know. VODs, too. They're yeah. already on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. File, file corrupt. Mm-hmm. But, it, like, it seems, like, interesting, and I understand what you're saying, Cass, but it doesn't seem to have worked for them. Hmm. Or, it, or it works by boosting their eco when they win pistol round. Yes. But not the, not the yeah. flip side of it. Oh, okay. Wait. So if you go back and look at those games, how often did they win rounds one, two, and three? Um, neither. Did you see that at all? Neither in the, uh, in the Sentinels, in the win okay. where a crew beat Sentinels. Um, mm-hmm. Against BBG. Um, I mean, they fucking destroyed them on Haven. And then it didn't happen on Split. Okay. So it, it happened on haven but they didn't drop a attack round oh they won well, they won all five on attack okay um oh, oh i think they were chase, chase yeah. can you tell me if in the game where 100 thieves 13 won uh, a crew if they won the first if a crew managed <laughs> to win the first three rounds of that one i don't think <laughs> they did um yeah yeah no no they didn't actually yeah i had i had to go and check thank you thank you i appreciate yeah. that yeah, yeah. They, they actually didn't even get three attack rounds, so I don't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Good to know. Um, yeah, I, like, I, I do think the principal core of this strategy is that when it works, it enables you to not need a bonus round, and instead you go in with full rifles. Right, like, I believe that yeah. is... Like, that's the key point of it, right? And, like, what I often end up doing um, on attacking rounds, uh, like, as chamber, is I will go rifle light shield round two so that I can have the rifle round three. Um, and again, yeah, sometimes it backfires on me. Sometimes we get thriftied round two and the enemy team gets a free rifle. Well, a lot of times we get thrifty round two because you give them a free rifle during the round. Hey, yeah, basically, and then we have we have two. specters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why didn't you guys buy rifles? Forehead. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm if I'm playing a duelist on offense and we won round one, I often go when I'm not banned from it due to a bet. I often go stinger full shields round two for the reason that with the full shields I have good survivability, and if I'm going in first uh, and die. If I just give them a stinger, like, big deal. Like, it, it's sort of like how manual transmission cars, you hear stories every now and then where someone breaks into the car and then can't steal it because they don't know how to drive manual. That's, <laughs> that's what it's like giving someone a stinger when they kill that you. That has happened to my car before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's happened to me with a stinger before. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, I kill him, I upgrade to the stinger, and I'm like, I, uh, fuck. Yeah, I, well, I thought classic. you meant the other way. I thought you meant that you'd been killed and someone didn't use your stinger well because you no, do buy stingers sometimes. I do buy a stinger sometimes, but yeah. it's like it's definitely happened to me where I'm like, "Fuck, I should have kept the frenzy out." Yeah, no, no, I, <laughs> I like if I have a frenzy in my hands and I pick up a stinger, I'm using the frenzy. <laughs> I just am more reliable with the frenzy, honestly. Yeah, 
Like I, Except I'm, in certain I engagements, of course. But yeah, like I personally am better with the frenzy, and therefore, if if I do see that that's a stinger on the ground, I will let my team know in case somebody else might want to roll the die on picking that up. But I will personally keep the frenzy in hand. Yeah, um, it's it's really interesting because if you looked at a chart of like which gun is better, um, and it wouldn't be a way; it would be very difficult to do this objectively, but. If you looked at sort of a subjective chart of which is better between the Frenzy and Stinger at different ranges, like, the Stinger is better at, like, like minimum range, like, yeah. point blank. And then as you move out from that, like, as you start to, as you get to, like, the range where you can pretty reliably, like, one-burst someone with the burst fire of the Stinger, then it's still pretty good. But at that point, you could also realistically two-tap someone with the Frenzy, so it's kind of a toss-up. And and then as you get, like, further from that, that's where the Frenzy really comes into its own, where you're going to have multiple bursts with a Stinger. But then if you get to, like, super long range, where either gun has, like, a long time to kill, then, like, the Frenzy, you really start to notice the inaccuracy of the gun. Whereas with the Stinger well, burst, at least you're putting a bunch of bullets downrange at once. So it's kind of weird seeing how it yeah, like, goes back gonna, and forth. I, I, I was going to say, at those really long ranges, if you choose yeah. to take that gunfight, first of all, you're making a poor decision. But let's say you're forced to take that for whatever reason, right? The other, the enemy team is sticking bomb, and you're too far away to close that gap. You're just preying on RNG regardless of which one you've got. I'd rather have a frenzy. But well, like, yeah, and that, that comes down. No to matter how you look at it, yeah. No matter how you look yeah. at it, you're putting bullets down range, and you're praying to RNG that maybe a couple of them hit the head. Well, because I'm tap firing a frenzy, right? Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not bursting because it's. But like with the stinger burst at that range, it's going to be so dog shit that I, nothing's going to hit them. But I have a chance of hitting them with a frenzy tap fire. Well, the thing is with the stinger burst, if you're using it correctly at long range, you're like aiming for their belt when you start the burst. So the chance of some of the bullets hitting them ends up being very high. Whereas like the frenzy, its first bullet inaccuracy is, if I remember correctly, even worse than the classic. So the so if you're you know going for a headshot with the frenzy. Like, the chance of you missing that at, like, 50 meters out is, like, really, really high. Right. Um, but, like, either way, to, to go back to what you were saying, Cass, I agree. You don't want to be taking a fight with either of those guns if the other person, if it's an even gunfight. The scenario that I run into the most is I end up doing some sort of maneuver where I'm looking at someone's back with one of those guns. And then there I fire off a couple bursts with a stinger or a couple shots with the frenzy, being ready to move if I don't get the kill. And then they flick around. You know, just trying to put some damage into them while they're not looking is kind of the scenario where I find myself in okay. most often with those. Okay, either way, to go back to our main point here that I was talking about is I do not buy rifle second round as Jet, right? Because I will be going on to site. Well, ideally, I will be going on to site first or taking space in mid first. Like, basically, I'm I'm the spearhead when I'm playing Jet, and therefore there's a much higher probability of me dying and therefore I will not purchase that rifle round two. Right. But as chamber, because I can be more of a follow-up role or locking down flank role, then I find that in round two, it is nice to have that rifle to bring into round three. And having that one rifle in round three can actually really change the course of the round. Because if I get a pick or two with that rifle, 
there's the opportunity for the rest of my team who is bonusing to recover them. And now all of a sudden, we have the rifle. Whereas if I'm there with a specter, chances are, even if I get a kill, like, it's fairly up close and someone on their team is ready to trade me. Yeah, I mean, I I right, do right. like the fact that you force with a with a rifle sometimes. Um, if you're not gonna go give it to them, like I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it because I I do agree that if you're feeling better with a rifle than you do with you know a specter or a bulldog, then that's that's wait, wait, better. Wait, wait, a bulldog, a bulldog's a rifle. Sorry, if you if you're feeling better with a vandal, because you're you're talking vandal. Or Phantom here. You're not talking Bulldog or Guardian. Because yeah, I, I, I buy almost, Bulldog Round 2 all the time. That's like right. my I, I almost round buy. exclusively buy Phantom Round 2 for the purpose of it is headshot at all range um, against the second round. Like, in the second round. Yeah. Like, I'm guaranteed to get that. Well, okay, technically a really long range is if they buy Light Shields, then I'd hit them for 124. Like, one HP. <laughs> yeah. For the most part, it's a one tap at all ranges, so I might as well have the advantages that the spec or that the Phantom gives me. So I will almost That's always fair. get Phantom round two. Um, if if on a given particular day, I feel like I'm missing my shots with the Phantom and I'm really hitting them with the Vandal, then maybe I'd be get the Vandal. But like ninety nine, like ninety five percent of the time, I'm going Phantom round two. Yeah, see, Vandal. for me, I feel like especially against inferior weaponry, I am probably no better with a Vandal than I am with a with a Bulldog. And so I'd rather buy that Bulldog. Um, or, like, it's, it's like, negligible, the difference. I feel like the Bulldog is, is plenty enough. And same with same with the Spectre. Um, Wait, so you're I, saying that, like, the fa- you're, you're equal to... The Vandal with the Bulldog, but also equal to a Spectre, or like the Spectre is worse than a Bulldog for you? I mean, the Spectre is definitely worse. Okay, because I think like a three way equivalency like the Spectre, the Bulldog, and the Vandal. You, you all no, I, I think he's saying like, when it's but, against, this is, when yeah. it's against a team who's saving. Yeah. Oh, against this a team is, who's saving. This is round, oh, okay, round two. It. Like, I, th- I feel like they're all pretty equivalent for me. Okay. When, like, when the other team has fucking classics, you know? Um, yeah. And so then it's not as big of a deal if I, you know, die and, and lose a Spectre or a Bulldog as it is losing a Vandal or a, or a Phantom. Um, I mean, I, I think losing the Bulldog is, is a fairly big deal. I mean, that's a sizable investment over uh, over a, a Spectre. And... I mean, it's the, sa- it's the same thing investment-wise because it's either I'm going, like, full shields, Spectre, or... Light Shields, Bulldog. You don't go... Wait, but you can get Full Shields, Bulldog. Not with hit. not with Full Util. Depending on how many wait, kills I get round wait, one. What? what do you mean? You can get... I guess the only Util I need to buy is a trap worth 200 credit. So... Yeah. How much does Utility cost? Like, like on the on average, given the agents you play? If you decide you want full Yuto round two? Uh, call it 800. Okay. Because I, I definitely don't spend 800 credits on utility chamber round two. I spend 200. <laughs> but I'm thinking as Jet, like, as Jet, I'll typically, I'll go, 
round two, if I want Bulldog full, and I, I, I guess as I stated, I don't really go rifle light as Jet. 800 is um, pretty high. But yeah, I would I would say like yeah, around uh, 700, 650, pretty standard for right. full Now, if in pistol round I happen to get, like on attack, if I get three kills and we get bomb plant down, there's actually a sizable chance that I'll go rifle full, even as Jet. Because having the having those full shields does give me that extra survivability that like I'm not as worried of dying and giving a rifle over. And it's nice to bring that rifle into round three. Um Yeah, that's that the benefit. Require, like that does require me to pop off round one so that I can afford that as jet. Whereas yeah. with Chamber I'm willing to sacrifice the full shields for light shields. Yeah, that was where I was trying to go with my statement was that your strategy pays off in round three. Whereas right. I don't see like the benefit in round two often, but mm-hmm. in round three it really does pay off to have that rifle where you're bonusing with a full fucking like Vandal or Phantom instead of a weaker gun against right. a Vandals or Phantoms, you know. Right. And like, and the idea of it is because you have like often, often when we play and we play standard strategy as we're calling it, right? Yeah. I am on average the only person bringing in Vandal or Phantom full shields round three. But the point of the strategy of saving on pistol is three people on your team, at least, are bringing that in. Yeah, but you're more likely to be at a loss. Yeah, I feel like one thing about the strategy that makes me like it is that that we haven't discussed yet is due to primarily two reasons that i'm thinking of one is how random the classic right click is and also the fact that you know you have less experience playing with just pistols than you do with better guns thus the need for Cass's uh pistol only uh mode in valorant plug for that by the way um because of those factors, pistol round does tend to be a bit more random, even if, you know, you buy up fully in pistol round, regard the full utility, upgraded guns, whatever. So if you just look at the first two rounds of the game, like having an equal buy round one where, you know, it can be somewhat of a coin flip versus having an equal buy of just, say, SMGs and marshals and sheriffs and stuff round two where... You know, it's much less random. It's much more skill-dependent, theoretically. I feel like there's some value in that if you're confident in your round two strats. Just if you look at those two rounds alone. Also, non-sequitur, before we get to that, since Hunter brought up the Discord. Chase, do you want to actually explain what you did with the whole roles thing in the Discord? I mean, Cass Cass was saying that that I should bring this up, but I had completely forgotten about it, so I guess... It now is kind of a weird time to say it, but I, I'll I'll go for it. Um, <laughs> basically, in the roles channel, uh, if you want to be pinged in the Discord for uh, for comp games or for customs, just react with. Uh, I mean, you can react to the customs message to be pinged when we're doing customs, and you can react to your rank um, to be given that role. And then whenever you're like looking for people for for comp games, you can be like, "Oh, at Silvers." who's down to play a game, you know, and, and it'll ping anyone that's reacted with the silver 
to to that message. So um, this, is, this is actually extremely sad, Chase, because I just went back to that message as you were saying it, and I just switched myself from gold to silver because I just demoted today. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I was going to say this Big was rip. actually going to be this was about to be the first podcast that we were all in gold for. I know there there was a time this week uh, that we were all in gold yeah. though. I was I was lamenting. I was lamenting that when I deranked the other day, I was like, oh no, like we were all going to be in gold. It was going to be so sick. Um, but then I demoted, but then yesterday I got back into gold and I'm like, yes, we're all going to be in gold for this podcast. Yeah. And then, nope, I had to go in and lose it. Shit. Oh, wait, you were like close to gold too. That must've been a pretty rough reason. Sorry. English is hard. Rough losing streak. You know, it's it came down to the fact that I grinded pretty hard on the Yoru last act, so I was well aware that I wouldn't be playing nearly as much this act, so I've just fallen out of practice. It's been a combination of bad luck and excuse me, and also just me not being very sharp. Yeah, Building I, up a little yeah. rust here. I definitely didn't deserve my promo game to to gold. I mean, like I was second frag on my team, but I mean, I, it was not a great game. But yeah, Jesus Christ, your jet had like a 540 ACS. Our jet just went fucking off, and that's the only reason we won that game. Um, Yeah, I mean, I was playing okay, but the rest of our team was playing okay, and their team was playing pretty good. So it was like, yeah. But yes, I am in gold, and I'm like solidly into gold one at the moment. So hopefully I can make it. We won a bunch of games yesterday. Yeah. Because it took us. uh... Yeah, like I think the first game yesterday, we lost pretty badly. Yeah, and then, and then we won pretty handedly, and then we won another, like, and then we won the the game after that that was pretty close. Yeah, after our first loss, I was down at zero of a hundred, so it was my yeah. demote. Uh but we won the next two games, and like we we got a nice nice RR bump. Um, nice. Yeah, which is. You know, I, I've been thinking that, like, I now, in theory, assuming the MMR has put me at the rank I'm supposed to be at, right? Or, like, uh, assuming my ups and downs uh, is, is such that, like, my hidden MMR is actually fairly close to where my rank is, um, this would make sense. But it would appear to be that, as of lately, despite me getting you know, some performance bonuses here or there, uh, they've all been very minor. Like, plus three, plus fours, maybe a plus five. Whereas, I feel like beforehand, I'd have, like, a plus ten. You know, like, plus eight, plus nine. I haven't Uh, been getting big performance bonuses either, and a lot of games, actually, where I have gone off, and I'm like, oh, stoked to see what that performance bonus is, I just don't get a performance bonus whatsoever. Which I think is like often surprising when I look at their team and I have like four gold stars against you know against them and there's yeah. no performance bonus. I'm like, what the fuck is this performance bonus thing? This is absolute bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Literally the other day, I had a game in which I believe I was the only silver in that lobby, and admittedly, I was I was silver three on my rank up game, so like didn't make a huge difference that I was like the only silver in that lobby. But I was eleven and zero against their gold two viper, and like seven and zero against their like gold one killjoy, and I got like a two performance bonus. 
Like, like, come on, Riot, work with Yeah, me I here. mean, yeah. I, I think that this just shows that my sentiment on the performance bonus since they introduced it is true, which is that it's complete theatrics, and it literally means dog shit. Like, it, it means nothing, because they're already giving you different pluses and minuses for how well you're doing in a game. The performance right. bonus itself is literally just added into the plus or minus number. I don't know why they have a little star with, you know, performance bonus four or performance bonus seven next to it when they're... Because it feels good. It feels good, sure, but it doesn't make any sense because it's literally not telling me any more information about the game I just had, right? When I'm going, you know, I can go down 10 or I can go up 25. Like it, it's I, all, I wonder... it's all different depending on how you do in the game, like who you're against, all of this shit, and we don't even know what goes into it. Right. But like that, like... that four, that performance bonus is already built fucking in. I don't know why they're giving you a separate thing that tells you nothing else. Yeah. It, now, what I'm what I'm thinking is, it, like, assuming your performance bonus is calculated completely separately from the manner in which your standard RR is calculated. I, I wonder if they could potentially be a bit more transparent about exactly how the performance bonus works, because I understand why they can't be transparent about how the RR up and down works, uh, just by nature of if people knew the algorithm, they would definitely find a way to game it. But I wonder if for the performance bonus, because it is more closely tied to your exact performance in a given game and like how well you did um in specific engagements more so than how you chose to play the game as a whole i wonder if that would just be inherently less gameable and exploitable and therefore they could perhaps be a bit more transparent about it cuz like hmm. Like, yes, I suppose theoretically, if you had Tracker as the desktop app installed and you were like, oh, I'm Silver 2, I see that the the Sage on their team is Gold 2, I need to try to get as many kills on her as possible as I can this game. Like, potentially that could be a thing. But, yeah, but isn't that already a thing when yeah, you're like, like I just I need to say, get as many kills like, as possible this yeah. game? It's like, like, no shit, Sherlock. Of course you're trying to kill her as many times as you can. Um, And I feel like in like a similar vein, I already do this when we're playing the game. I'll pull up the scoreboard and see, hey, like, is someone on their team really struggling? Because if so, we should try to exploit that player, specifically on attack, right? Let's yeah, say their Killjoy or their Brim is having a dog shit game, right? He's just, he's not hitting his shots. He's not feeling it today, right? And it's like, oh, this guy holds a heaven. Let's push a heaven, right? Like, say we're playing split, right? If this guy holds ramp every round, let's just take ramp every round. Until They're not hitting they shots, yeah. It. Right, like this guy is, this guy's just not winning gunfights right now. Um, And so, like, I, I will look up the scoreboard and see if, there is somebody who is drastically underperforming um, and try to exploit them, in which I feel like this would just be the exact same thing. But could it be the so opposite? Like, what, what, right? It's like, what? oh, you, you're you not going to – like that player's bronze too now that you see, right? 
Mm-hmm. So why would we push them when I can get a performance bonus if we five-man push the raise that's gold to, and uh, we can try to get kills on her? Well, probably because you're more likely to lose the game if you do that. Yeah, I mean, that, ex- bonus, exactly. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate nice. again. Yeah, right, right. Like, the performance bonus is nice and all, but you know what's better? Getting the R up for winning. Yeah, and I just don't see the performance bonus actually doing anything different than your normal RR up and down. Like, if they won't come out and tell us that it is specifically different, mm-hmm. you know, like, it literally just doesn't mean anything. It just is something that kind of looks nice and, and feels good when you get a high one. I, I, I'm pretty yeah, sure I do... that they did say that it is separate, though. I, I could be wrong about that, don't quote me, but I'm, I, I have a feeling that when they introduced it, they came out and said that this is calculated separately from your RR up and down. I feel like they did say that. That being said, um, what I will agree with, I don't know about the the proposed changes here, but I do think that the general idea of Riot being more transparent about their system without revealing anything that could be used to exploit would be good because you all know the stereotype. You guys both do, probably all the listeners of this podcast if not from Valorant itself, because we brought it up. And that's the stereotype of the lurking Reyna. And while there, while there still are, you know, occasionally Reynas who will just play selfishly and clearly not care about getting, you know, the objective and winning rounds, but just getting kills, I think that that phenomenon was a whole lot worse, like right when the competitive queue came out, um, when Valorant started, when neither of you guys were playing. And a big part of the reason for that, I think, is because Riot hadn't said anything about how, um, you know, how your your performance was calculated. And you didn't even have any sense after a game of how much you were going up or down. You literally just saw one or, win or loss in your career. You had no idea whatsoever of how that was affecting your rank until you ranked up or deranked. And I think because of that, a lot of people assumed, oh, if I just get a lot of kills, then even if my team loses, then I'll be I'll be good to go. So Riot, over time, showing more about first with the arrows up and down and then with the numbers and then like doing all these like uh, interviews online and stuff and posts explaining how the system works. That's helped people to realize, okay, you know, the system is trying to reward us for winning rounds primarily and team play to win rounds and then everything else is kind of secondary. So I think if they do more of that, that can only be good. More of that transparency. Just because you brought up the, the working Reyna. Yeah. I want to say with the new chamber meta, jet best work. Smoke off the trap, walk right past it. No one on the other team knows. I mean, unless someone heard the smoke. Jet best work. Well, See that's tough because against against the chamber, yeah, that works out. That can work out really well. No, no, I, I'm, I'm fucking around. You want your jet entry? <laughs> okay, okay. I, I wasn't. I wasn't sure because you you have been a proponent of the the uh, aggressively oh. and proactively lurking Reyna, not the stereotypical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Reyna, no, no, you no, have okay. been a proponent. Okay, of that. I, no, no, I thought I you were saying. being serious. No, no, post yeah. post jet change where you have to activate or dash now, like twelve seconds before, mm-hmm. or, and then you have those twelve seconds. I think that takes like that completely removes any viability from a jet work now. Whereas 
Arena, on the other hand, still does excel in 1v1. Yeah. Simply mm-hmm. because you can toss your Leer out. Or, like, like, and not necessarily... Or like, I, I guess the whole idea with the whole 1v1 with Rana thing is you can toss your Leer out. It's really fucking difficult to deal with when you're there by yourself because you have to flick and shoot the Leer to have line of sight um, on the Rana. And then even if you do damage to Rana, so long as you're the only person there and nobody's willing or nobody's ready to swing and trade you, then you can heal that back up. Um, and I mean, so, and if someone's there to trade you, they dismiss. Then, yeah, exactly. So I, I, I do think that yes, there is still some validity to a, a Reyna working in the sense of not that I am going to shift walk all the way through B site. Not make a fucking noise. Not, I'm not saying you should do that, but I'm saying if you're going to make your presence known, attempt to take a gunfight, and you have the tools at your disposal to get out of get out of being traded and or heal yourself back up to full afterwards, and your your leers are really strong when there aren't two people that you're going up against. I, like again, I I still think that there is some validity to that. However, because you are picking Reyna in your team comp, somebody else is also most likely not picking a you know, like a one-for-one role with you. And therefore, yeah, you you are most likely needed to get your team onto site and take space in that regard. Yeah, it depends on team comp. Like, I, I right. agree with what you're saying, but that's only if your team has the ability to take space and flash their way in without your utility. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if, for, if given your team comp, right, let's say you got a Reyna, you got a Jet, and you got, like, a KO or a Sky or even a Breach, right? And then, yeah, perhaps having your Reyna lurk up mid isn't the best thing or the worst thing in the world. Just, yeah. I, I just very much dis- I'm like, and I kind of disagree with this as a whole, but, like, I feel like if you're lurking, it's often good like if you're working on the other site it's often good to make your presence known like you're doing two things like you're most likely keeping some of the defenders over there to deal with you and even if they rotate off like they've got to keep that in mind it's like hey there there was like a cypher on b site and like even though it's very obvious the hits coming in on a like we need to be aware of the fact that we could get backstabbed here and so I like I think making your presence known is often more valuable than the completely silent reap up all the way so that perhaps you have the chance of showing up behind the enemy team completely unaware and you can shoot three of them in the back. Like, yeah, that I, kind I of lurk like... is very much like the steel lurk and it's very high risk, high reward where you're just completely silent. And those kind of lurks, I think, are much better suited to more of a passive character, whereas, like, Arena is much more suited to what you're saying of distracting the other team and making them not be able to rotate since uh-huh. you're there. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, should we get into some of these agent ideas? I think yeah, we okay. should, but first we um, should... Go ahead, Cass. Well, I was going to say, there's actually one thing that I, I want to very quickly cover. Don't think this will take very long. Go ahead. Um, but I, I just wanted to give my piece on the the nerf to chamber, uh, since I've actually gotten to play with it really. Um, 
since then. Um, and counter to what quite a bit of the sentiment online is, which I agreed with initially when this change was announced, but after you know hearing some other um, some other people talk about it and actually playing the game myself and getting to experience the change, I I actually think it's a pretty decent nerf. Um, I'm not saying it's the greatest decision they could have made, but I I think it does a good job of accomplishing what Riot wanted to do, and I think it does bring down Chamber's power level a good amount. Um, and the main reason being is there's a lot of times where I could very freely rotate on defense simply because I had both entrances to site trapped off. And right. if you are going to come there, I will know. And so it was it, it was just so much freer for me to leave that site unattended. It's like, hey, like, I really think that they're pushing A really hard right now. I've got a trap on either angle on B. I can head over there, and if somebody is doing that silent lurk, number one, I'll know about it. And number two, if you rotate off and you get there and my slow goes off, that gives us a bit more time to get over there and get ready to contest your, your plan. Um, however, because you only get one now, it requires Chamber to face check the other one. Right. And so I think it it very much accomplishes the goal of – it almost makes Chamber almost more of a sentinel. Because you're forced to stay there. Amen, like brother. you you can't rotate. Like yeah, you can't just give it up and leave site. Like I, I now need to stay there to lock that site down, and I can't do it just by putting two traps up. Yeah, and what that really does is that is that is uh, a buff to Cypher. Because Sage and Killjoy, Sage has no abil- no info gathering ability, and then Killjoy has a pretty limiting range. Killjoy can't just leave a site. So basically it makes uh, Cypher more unique, and he can completely trap up a site and leave it without worrying about someone pushing it. And he's the only Sentinel who can do that, which I think is appropriate. Like, I, I, I think this nerf to Chamber is a, a pretty good nerf. Um, and we'll, especially with the, um, you know, the current NA closed qualifiers going on right now, we'll, we'll see if that makes any difference in pick rate. Um, I don't, I don't know it if will. it will. I don't think it will solely because Chamber is in the unique role of if you want a good operator for defense, you kind of have to pick Chamber now because Jet doesn't really do that all that well anymore. He's still pretty good at it, but Chamber's probably just better now. Um, I think you can take out the probably, <laughs> given how much he's been picked. Yeah, the the only thing I have to say is that if they do push the site you are holding while you have your dash available, Jet's kind of disgustingly good still with an operator. But because it, it relies on two things. It, it relies, number one, on them pushing into you while your 12-second timer is active, and it requires you to preemptively have activated that. Um, which... But when those things, when those conditions are met, I, I, I do believe that Jed is still the stronger up. However, it's more circumstantial now than it is with Chamber, because even though Chambers requires setup, 
it is not directly tied to a timer, and therefore it's not as limiting. But I think when when certain conditions are met, Jed is still the strongest character in the game wielding an operator. That's fair. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Okay, that, that, that was just kind of my piece on the chamber nerf that I just kind of wanted to get out there, being the one here who actually is pretty much a chamber one trick. Yeah, and I'm glad to see that you and also people online are tending towards that position, that the Reddit hive mind wasn't successful in convincing Riot that, you know, removing a trademark would ruin Chamber and be a horrible decision, because it seems like it was a good decision. I mean, I don't, I just, I think it's the opposite of that. I think it's not enough. Right, and like, I would, and like, part of the thing is, like, I still think the problem that people have, and, like, I know Chase and I kind of briefly talked about this earlier today, but, like, I think the problem that people have a chamber is he's an agent who can miss an off shot and still get out for free. Right? Because, obviously, you've got Reyna, but Reyna needs to hit her shot to get out. Um, And Jed is now tied to that 12-second window. I, I think what people don't like is the fact that he's really fucking good with an operator. And... One of the suggestions that I kind of tossed out in our car ride up to go skiing today was what if you limit Chamber's ability in the get-out-of-jail-free card and made it not necessarily a get-out-of-jail-free card, similar-ish thing to what they did with Jet. I don't know exactly what the change would have to be to do that, but you buff the living shit out of the operator so that any agent can to a certain degree use the operator very effectively and it's just that now chamber and jet have a <sighs> very slight edge we've come right? full circle <laughs> we've come full circle oh here God. remove I the get out of jail I'm listening card. to Cass's op propaganda yet again but yes they but do I'm... like the operator is dog shit and we know that yeah remove the get out of jail free card but it's really fucking entirely. good with people that have a get out of jail free card yeah I'm saying remove the get out of jail free card from the game entirely. Okay. That no, I feel I feel like you, you can still be really good. Anymore. You can still be really and good with the, the op- operator like Chambers alt. Like if the operator was Chambers alt good, maybe not quite that good, maybe a bit slower, but like I don't know, Chase and I were watching one of the, like the 100 Thieves game earlier today where there was a circumstance in which Sia player was working in with the op, got the first two picks. And then couldn't do anything because he's stuck out in the open fucking cycling that bolt for like three fucking years. Yeah, and the whoever was left on Hundred Thieves traded him pretty easily. Yeah. It, dude, he could have fucking gone to the bathroom, taken a shit, gone and jerked off, and then come back to his PC and then shot him. <laughs> there you have it. Yeah. I mean, but that's just effective playing, like it was a three V one. And it was really it, effective for Sia player to be able to take two 1v1s with the op. Um, yeah, I'm not sure but, that that example helps what you're saying at all. That, you know, we want the op to be so good that you get to win 1v3s consistently with the op. Like, I don't think anyone wants that, Cass. Like, he played it extremely well to get, <laughs> yeah. like, the, yeah. the like to stop the trade after the first kill. Yeah. But then he like, couldn't stop the trade after the second kill. Right. It, like it, it's like it took a really good play for him to get those two as it is now, right? Right. And even if they made the alt, like even if he had Chambers alt, it would have still taken an incredible play for him to get the first two. Right. It just would have made it. There would have been a a realm 
in which he could have gotten the third if he had Chambers Alt. But he had a regular operator, so he was stuck in the water. Or stuck in the mud, or quicksand, or whatever you want to, whatever analogy you'd like to make. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that the get-out-of-jail-free card is what people have the, the biggest problem with. Um, yeah, especially I, com- I, I, combined I, I, with opping, combined with having a better op in his hands already. Um, okay, I, I don't like the complaints people make about his alt because you get an alt twice a twice a half, right? Is that is that reasonable yeah, on average? So, so twice ult, a half ults should never yeah. be nerfed. Buff all the ults. No, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> uh, like, I'm just saying that. The alt is not what people have a problem with. Maybe people don't like the the fact that his alt is is that, right? But like when it came to Jet and they're like, Oh, we're gonna nerf her alt. We're it gonna wasn't make what it people so had that... a problem with, it wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It wasn't what people had a problem with. Like yeah. yeah. Although it is part of it. Like I still think that the the nerf to Jet's ult was a good nerf to Jet. It wasn't enough, but it's it's good that she no longer has the ability to like keep all of her knives after a right click and um what the accuracy on right clicks are are gone. Like I, I think that that's a that's a good nerf, and it's not like that should be reverted. They they brought the the right click. Oh, maybe they didn't change the right click accuracy back, but they brought the damage back. There well, was a yeah, point before, time. before it was that, it was low damage, but yeah. but you could reset your knives off of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they change it so that it is full damage per knife, but it doesn't reset your cooldown, your uh, knives. Yeah, so Which you're like more good. likely to get the kill, but then it's, that's that's it. Yeah, right, right. And I think yeah. that was technically a change, not a buff or a nerf, since there was right. both a buff and a nerf component. But I think overall it was a buff. Because before, the low damage knives just felt terrible. Yeah. Right click. Um, yeah, yeah, no, there there were so many times when I'd right click someone and like it's like I'm basically barrel stuffing you. Like my tits are in your face right now and somehow I don't get a kill. Like yeah. that felt dumb. Um So no, I, I personally like it even though you don't get the refresh on the knives because chances are you have a gun and if I right click you I am within range to go collect said gun. Yeah. Yes. And that is okay. Um yeah, and in that case, you actually want the gun instead of the spike that you were really trying to grab. <laughs> is is that a reference? that reference? Yeah, we just watched that, that game. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep. yeah, that was the last round on Fracture, 100 Thieves Guard. Oh, right? dude. Yeah. Oh, that's so, like, that three-piece he got, that, that three got to put him in that situation was disgusting. Was so good. And then he fucking yeah. grabbed a gun instead of the spike. Instead of the spike. That's so unfortunate. ran out of time. Yeah, it just was... for, for context for people who didn't see, this was in 100 Thieves versus the Guard. Uh, 100 Thieves came out to a commanding lead on Fracture. They were 11 to 2 at one point, oh, I believe. Spoilers, dude. Spoilers. Dude, this is like dude, a this... literally know, a week I after. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, good, good. This doesn't yeah, yeah. come out until, like, what, Monday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, okay. Shut your ears for a little bit right now if you don't want the 100 Thieves versus the Guard game to be spoiled. Uh, but anyway, um, the Guard started coming back especially once they uh, switch sides. And say a player was in a 1v4, gets three kills, he has like six seconds left, five seconds, he goes to grab Spike by actually like reaching for it, like pressing F or whatever key he has, 
He grabs a gun instead, and then the worst thing is that he clearly didn't realize for a split second. Like he would have, if he would have just mashed F and like moved a step forward, he might have been able to do it. But there was like a brief moment where I don't know if he was pressing four on his keyboard or if the gears were just churning in his brain. But like it took him a second to realize he didn't get the spike, grabbed it, and then at that point there are three seconds left on the clock. And what was almost an incredible way to prolong the game on map, uh, not yeah, map point was uh, instead just humiliating for the guard. Yeah, really unfortunate. I was definitely going for the guard mm-hmm. in that in that game, but it is it is nice to see hundred thieves at at a good level again. I was going for the guard yeah. in that round. Yeah, <laughs> like if anybody gets a three piece like that, like I'm I'm rooting for you for the round. Yeah, I, I was going for hundred thieves, but I still and wanted hundred thieves to win that round. But I was still sad for the guard and how it went. It went down. Like, like yeah, it, God, that play was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And there were so many moments in that series where it seemed like the guards' mental just got increasingly shattered because of legitimately just awful things that happened to them. They were a combination of their own mistakes and just, you know, underst- and a lot, of, a lot of times those mistakes were understandable. They weren't, like, really bad mistakes. They were just like, ah, man, just a small error there like that one with the spike. Oh, and God, the, the time... What, Bind, or, yeah, Bind was the next yeah, map? Yeah, where Asuna just... Was it no, awesome? it was uh, Will. 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 Yeah, Will just the like flash two K spray down. Is that yeah. what you're thinking? No, of? no, no, no. Well, I'm thinking of the one where he just three K in showers. The three like... K oh, in showers. Yeah. showers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like the guard uses a uh, a brim ult and a raise nade to clear out all of showers. Gets the kill on Asana in showers. Uh, but there's a viper wall blocking them from going in, and so they decide to peek the viper wall, assuming that they've gotten the kill no, from like a... a brim. No, brim smoke. No, it was a brim ult. No, it was definitely a viper wall. But was it a viper wall? Um, okay, maybe it, it maybe wasn't a brim smoke. Yeah, it was definitely okay, a viper wall. Yeah, Does, okay. doesn't really matter semantics, but um, and like Will had pushed forward, avoided the ult and the nade, and was standing right behind the viper wall. Gets a three k spray down. Like you know, you, yeah. that's one of those things where it's like you know we use the util to clear it out. It got the kill but they just had a second man there that we didn't know about. Yeah, and the unfortunate thing is, given the angle Will was at, the only person who could have realistically peaked him and cleared him was, I believe it was Trent, and he decided to, like, reload as he went through the doorway because he was that confident that there wasn't someone there. And so, like, the rest of his team was blocked by his head from even seeing Will. And so it was just a disgusting three headshot spray down. I, I think the worst part of that was, like, the first time... I only noticed this in the replay of it when they kind of, like... You know, they give it, like, a, a 30% slow-mo or something, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, a little bit slower. Um, I didn't notice this the first time I watched. But the third kill that he gets is just after he headshots the second person who was standing right in front of him. There's another bullet that gets fired just a bit to the right of the And it hits them in the head, head, yeah. And it hits the third guy in the head. Like That's a phantom moment right there. It, like it, it it's just like what do you what do you, like as the player that that happened to, it's like you got to understand like you know, maybe he would have killed me anyway. Right. But maybe, I'd rather maybe, RNG not be the yeah, way yeah, he yeah. killed me, you right. know? It's, it's yeah. like the the sheer just fuck dude <laughs> like that has got to be so soul crushing for that to happen yeah yeah for sure 
I mean, I, I have that that buff a lot, the RNG buff in games where I'm whiffing a spray and randomly a bullet one taps them, you know? Random, yeah. Oh, yeah, randomly a bullet that should be way off just hits them in the head, and you're like, well, okay. <laughs> no, dude, a hunter uh, always laughs at this clip that I have on Bind in which, like, I'm near the teleporter on A, taking a duel against their get in, um, like, peeking out of U-Haul. And I am literally bunny hopping from, like, default plant over to the teleporter, just holding down left click. Like, my bullets are just going fucking everywhere. And as the jet peeks out of U-Haul, that one bullet just goes (laughs) right through her fucking dome. Yeah. (laughs) Did I deserve that kill? Yep. Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, it, it was hilarious. And Hunter's reaction is the best part of the clip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to see this clip again. It's been a while since I've seen that one. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen this clip, but you'll yeah. definitely have to show us after a recording here. It, it'll take me a bit to find because I moved it off my hard drive onto my external hard drive, so I'll have to go through that. I don't name or edit my clips at all, so like, it'll take me a second to find, but I'll I'll do that after we're done. Um, that being said, we did promise some agent ideas. Yeah, but I'm going to um, promise a little intermission first, if that's good with you guys, and then we'll dive right would, into this. Yeah. We're back. We're in back, black. baby. Yeah. Boys Let's are go. back. Bow. Bowels Ooh. are empty. Bowels? Drinks are, are uh, also getting empty. Waters <laughs> were empty. Oh, yeah. And I drinks guess. should be at least half full now. Mine's a little under we, half, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I knew we took a longer intermission, but did you not re-up a drink during your intermission? No, I actually didn't, so I gotta crack no. another one here. I, I re-upped a drink, and then I, I drank it while we were on our intermission to shoot in the shit a bit, but like... Yeah, going for the peach this time, the peach iced tea. Oh yeah, I actually, yeah, since we're doing this, I might as well go over, um... I got a little Pinkies Out, uh, Tropical Sour. Ooh, fancy. Um, Chase, you're gonna love this. Uh, just because you can actually see me, but mm-hmm. like, it's it's like pinkies out. I know, know I've had that beer. Oh okay, yeah. I didn't know you've had. Tony would be so stoked right now. Um, you. Yeah, little it's like you. Little, little surfer, surfer. You. The reference is going right over my head. So if you're out there listening to this, not getting the reference, don't worry. I'm in your boat. Yeah. No, it's just like this is just like a big surfer. Oh, the hang loose. Yeah, uh, yeah, the hang loose for those and, of you who are not watching this, yeah, which is yeah, exactly yeah. zero. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I said not watching this. Yeah, I no, I think I think they understood. Are watching this, which is exactly zero. I wanted to be clear. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's anyway, get into these so agent ideas. Yeah. yeah now, yeah. Uh, I I was elected or you know voluntold to take the first one. Um, mm-hmm. Now. When we first put this topic up, I mean, at least the agents that we talk about, you know, they're kind of, you know, bits and pieces thrown together of like random fucking terrible ideas we have about agents. And, uh, you know, we talk about, oh, we we have ideas for what an E could be and what a C and a Q could be, Uh, maybe an alt. You guys went fucking nuts with how detailed you are in these fucking agent ideas. It's insane. Especially Arctic. My god, you have put some thought into these and I Okay, Arctic and and uh nudes, right? I don't know. We're not we're probably not yeah, going to yeah. get to nudes today, but we'll we'll get there eventually. But like I, yep, you yep. guys have put in like insane amounts of work to these agent ideas and I'm here for it. 
no cap. I'm going to put some dramatic music when Chase is like summarizing Arctic's agent because it deserves it. Okay, so this is the first oh, wait, idea. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right before you get into that, just yeah. so I have this dramatic music playing like in my head while Hunter puts it in over our voices. What like yeah. what what kind of vibe are you thinking? Are we thinking like the Jaws dramatic music? You we're, we're going like... for copyright reasons. I'm going to use something from my Monster Cat Gold subscription, and so it's going to be it's going to be like atmospheric, like dramatic EDM is is what we're going to be having here starting now Interesting. so there is still nothing playing in my head because i understood none of what you just said but okay royalty free music buddy okay hey. <laughs> um okay so arctic came up with uh the first agent idea that he put in this chat here um okay uh there's just so much information i don't know where to start but i guess i start at the top name um annika christensen could be annika i'm not sure how it's pronounced uh, that would be I a- guess but again, I mean, your, your mic cut out, so it, it literally oh. only missed the the syllable where you were saying "ah" or "ah." So <laughs> I have no idea. I think idea. it's Anika. Anika? Yeah. Oh That's wow. I guess. Okay, so it could be Anika, Anika, Anika. I see, I could see Anika for sure. Well, um, see, there's a lot to talk about in this agent, so we should probably <laughs> move on from the name. <laughs> no, this is the most important part. The name that you never call them by. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. so the the actual name would be Frostbite. Um, she originates from Norway, and she's a Radiant. Um, affiliation Valve Protocol, I assume that's a lore thing. Um, yeah, the lore thing is the, the, all, all the agents, with the exception of perhaps Chamber. Okay, so... That's, who knows? So like, I'm sure somebody knows, but I don't. Frostbite, or... I, I kind of just like Frost, but you know, um, is a controller. Um, let's see. Age you forgot Paragraph. that they're radiant. I feel like that's somewhat important. No, I, I already said that. Um, oh, my bad. We're going to skip to Aging Paragraph here. Um, a warrior from Norway. Frostbite blurs enemy sightlines for herself and her team wherever she goes. Able to make friends and stave off aggressive pushes. She provides a cold center to a hellish fight. Um, ability, Frost Familiar. Is this the, uh... Oh, this is just, like, a C or a Q? Um... I don't... Uh... I'm, because it says... Know, bl- yeah, Blizzard Ball, which we'll get to, Blizzard is ball is, ability. Is so, yeah, this e. is a C okay. or a Q. Okay, so... Yeah. This is C or Q. Frost Familiar. Equipped to summon a Frost Eagle. Fire to deploy and take control of movement of the eagle. While in control of the eagle, fire to shoot a damaging ice feather. This feather will harm the player stuck by the dart. Creds 300, duration 6 seconds. Um, Cooldown on feather 2 seconds. Damage 15 HP, health of the eagle 100 HP. Okay, so this is like a Sova drone slash Skybird. I would say more of a Sova drone. More of a Sova drone, but instead of giving you wall hacks, it does damage. Yeah, it I does damage. Not a big deal. 15. You can potentially hit someone up to three times. If they don't shoot it. Yeah, okay, but like, shoot it okay, but you get the info of a Sova drone. You get the info of a Sova drone. Although yeah. it's six seconds, what the so- yeah. Sova after nerf is seven seconds. Right. So no, but it, I think the big thing here, Hunter, is you're saying you can hit it three times, but like when you let it go... There's mm-hmm. not going to be someone in your face. 
So like it's gonna take yeah, you so some probably time. two times realistically. Two yeah. times realistically max. two max, yeah. But like uh, thirty damage would be like a nice little piece of chip damage, but plus the info you're gonna gather off of this. Yeah. Uh I don't know, I, I, I feel like fifteen HP is just not a huge deal. The the one saving grace it has is it puts Phantom into headshot damage. So like one shot headshot yep. damage. That's the one and late in a round, you definitely have situations where, you know, the enemy team is weak. And, is like, true. getting a kill with that would be incredible. That is, like that is true. The bird. Yeah. yeah, kill with the bird. That'd be dope. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it should have ammo instead of a cooldown. You know, like, it has three okay. ice shards. The, the, the one out, problem you know. I can see with that is it could be broken on pistol round. Mm, yeah, that'd be like too much HP. Right? Like gone. it'd be really fucking strong on pistol round, especially because on pistol round it's a lot harder to deal 100 HP to kill this bird. Well, one thing that I'm also thinking is when I picture a ice feather, I already think of a feather as something that, you know, it's a frost eagle. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, but the thing that you're firing is a damaging it's ice feather. Oh, it's yeah, a frost yeah. eagle shooting okay. damaging yeah. ice feathers. So when I think of a feather, I, always, I already think of it fluttering to the ground. And so my thought would be maybe... Dropped bomb. Maybe, well, I wasn't really going to change it that much. I was just going to say that maybe the feather isn't hit scan. It goes in a straight line, but it actually has travel time. And then you can spam it like three times or whatever with the, with the ammo idea you guys were mentioning. Like that could that maybe is a way to look at it. Interesting, yeah. But I, I see I see like a because it's an ice feather, it's it's solid, you know? It's doing some damage. Okay. It looks like a feather, thinking, but it's fucking sharp. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of like a fucking icicle being like Yeah, like an icicle quill. Fucking, it's like a quill. Yeah. The sharp pointy end on it. <laughs> I don't know, I just like how there's so much detail here I can picture the agent in my head or like the abilities, right? Yeah, you saying the quill just, you know, makes me think, I've come to make an announcement. If you know that meme, you'll appreciate that no. reference. But moving no. on, moving on. Okay, okay uh, moving on. Ability Corrosive Ice. This is the other C or Q. Equip to bring out an ice ball. Fire to throw a projectile that expands into a field of damaging ice shards on impact with the ground. Hold the ability key to curve the ice in the direction of your crosshair. This is one that I really like, because it's a Sage Slow, but it damages you. Right? Yeah. Okay, Creds... And you can shape it with curving it. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, Creds, 150. Charges, 2. Duration, 5 seconds. Um, damage, 10 HP per second. To enemies, 2 HP per second to your team. Um, vulnerable state active during and 5 seconds after touching the molly, or the, the ice field. Five seconds so, vulnerable for an ability of two charges of sounds like a lot. I don't think Viper's vulnerable is that long. How long that is the Viper vulnerable? I'll look it up right now. From the Molly? Because uh, you, sure. you have vulnerable and that's two charges. I feel like that's a fine addition here. My Okay, but my thought process is, like, just from experience, from Viper's Molly, you're vulnerable, like, for two to three seconds at most after you leave that Molly. Like, five is a lot. Five is a long time. Two uh, seconds like, you know, vulnerable. Yeah, it's two seconds. Two seconds. Yeah, okay. Okay, so maybe yeah. maybe tame that down. A lot. Like two, yeah, yeah. two is fine. Um, keep it consistent. Well, but okay. I like this How much, because wait, a hunter. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Chase, go ahead. Finish your statement, then I'll get back to that. I all was right. going to say, like, I like this a lot because this is another ability that I can totally picture in-game, right? I just yeah. imagine, like, a Sage Slow and how it expands, but, like, a shooting, like, ice crystals up out of the ground as it, like, curves around a path just seems so cool. And I can, like, visualize exactly how that would look in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. That'd be sick. Yeah, like... From the visuals in my head, this does seem pretty cool. But, Hunter, I'm curious, how much damage does Viper's Molly do over its duration? Um, let me see. Okay, so it does, so it's on the ground for 5.5 seconds, and it does 12.5 damage per second. But that's That's not including the vulnerable, which makes you take double damage. So So then it does... Uh, twenty-five damage per second. Wait, that's that can't be right. No, that can't be Did right. No. I don't. I don't think What's it vulnerables you. Here? I don't. Like, I don't think that you take vulnerable damage from the molly. Yeah, but twelve point five seconds seems you... too light, right? Or no, twelve point five per second. No, it. It's that's not at all. That's that sounds right. No, but then you only take sixty-eight. Oh, yeah, that's right, because with two Viper Mollies, you can't be killed now. No, Wait, with what? one, you can't. No, with one, you can't be killed. With two, you can. Oh, with okay, two, okay, so, okay, so it, it, it is that you take, it is that you take 25 damage a second. That, that I, w- I was actually correct, because then that, that ends up being 137.5 damage over the course of the Oh, okay. Level. Yeah, which yeah. sounds right. So it is yeah. doubled. Um, yeah. So, okay, this dealing 10 HP per second, I... Yeah, given how similar it is to Viper's Molly, in terms of obviously it's slightly less damage and slightly less duration, but I think vulnerable for five seconds after touching it's pretty brutal. I mean, it does significantly less damage. That is significant. That is true. It does. It does. It does. Twenty. Mm, I guess twenty. Oh, it's not it's twenty instead of twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. True, um, yeah. Viper, I think I think Viper's definitely totally... damages your team. Right? Well, so it, so this this would do this would do one hundred damage over the course of one corrosive ice, mm-hmm. assuming you just stood in it the whole time, rather than one hundred thirty seven that Vipers does. Yeah, uh, I think, I think the one given thing that she's a controller. This is too similar to Vipers, Molly. Well, it does less damage, but I'm assuming the way it displays is not just different visually, but also the way in which you can use it is different in terms of what kind of ground you can cover with it, and also having the curve abilities. Yeah, so I I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'd have to see how it was implemented to know for sure, but I I think it's promising still. So here's my thoughts about how I think that it should look and, and work, and... The thing I don't like is that you're throwing a projectile that then expands and then it can curve. I feel like that's too much movement unless you're moving the molly in air like like a jet smoke. But that's not yeah, how that's it's... Yeah, that's what I'm visualizing. See, what I'm visualizing is instead of throwing a ball, how about like it starts at your feet and goes up like a neon wall? that you can curve or like a Phoenix wall, but it's about like the width of a, um, like a breach stun. Okay. But like if I were to throw, uh, just reading this out, right. If I were to throw a projectile, you're throwing an, an ice ball and just for 
visualization effects here. Let's just imagine you're throwing a snowball, okay? That expands into a field of damaging ice shards on impact with the ground. Yes. So you're throwing a ball that then expands on impact with the ground. I'm not arguing that at all. I'm saying that it should be this other way. That's the part that you missed in my sentence. This is what I'm saying. A change to it should be. Okay. Is that it should be like something that comes from your feet and kind of like you're throwing it in front of you onto the ground. And then it expands for like away from you in which you can curve that expanding ice field. And so, like, if you were, like, trying to molly like off a cubby or something, you can throw it on the ground in front of you. It extends in front of you, and can you can curve it to go into that cubby. I feel like, like maybe the targeting of it, instead of, like, Viper's molly, is like a sage wall, where you see where it's going to be on the ground, like the initial location. And then, it, so you have to have line of sight initially to where it lands, and then you can curve it once, you know, it's deployed. So you I'm can't really have lineups. I'm saying this is a non-lineup ability, basically. Yeah, That's yeah, what okay. I'm to this Yes, 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 yes. I understand, but I'm just, I, I feel like if it worked in the manner which you're explaining, that covers way too much fucking crap. Well, it's not, it's not the distance of, uh, it's not the distance of a neon wall or a, like, this is the distance of a phoenix wall. The width. There's still a lot of fucking ground. The width phoenix of a breach. Wall, the breach E size? Yeah. But you can't walk through it. You you would do damage going through it yourself. Yeah, Yeah, and you have to peek the angle to put it up. I think think a key part of this is if you want to curve it, like that's more time you have to stand in the open manipulating the ability where you could get peeked and someone could shoot you. And it's too short to... And if you put it too far in advance, like it only lasts five seconds. So if you put it like well in advance of anyone showing up, it's going to be useless. I I still think that that covers way too much fucking ground for a molly. It's not like it's, but going it's not a molly though. That's yeah. the thing. But it, it is but kind it of like a stage wall molly it, hybrid. It, no, but it operates in the same manner that a molly does, right? It's damage over time if yeah. you're standing in it. But this is more That's of a, a delay ability that yeah. goes on right, the right. ground, like as a controller, like they're not going to want to push through it because it vulnerables them. Um, but you have to be right there to deploy it, and it deploys directly in front of you, and you can curve it once it's on the ground. Yeah, I kind of like it. I, I think it's a... Uh, I would say ship it and see what happens. Maybe you could need, you think, need a nerf in the future, but... I think that's way too much fucking ground coverage. I don't think it... It's not covering that much ground at all. Uh, that, okay, that's why I'm well, confused from your statement, but... Okay. Well, here's the thing. In Phoenix the Discord, wall. guys, let us know in the uh, in the general chat, or I guess, yeah, I guess you could put in agent ideas. Maybe we have an agent ideas discussion chat. We'll look into that. Just general chat for now. Uh, let us know if you think that ability is too strong, or if it's uh, ideal. Like, I, I think you guys are misinterpreting how long Phoenix's wall is and how fucking wide Breach's E is. That's insane. You could so, you know, I'm going to make a poll. I'm going to make a poll with that. Yeah. Yeah, but it lasts five seconds. It's not that. Not, not yeah, that fucking long. tow with them. You could deny someone that space for that fucking long. Okay, it's insane. So, so maybe it's it's slightly shorter, slightly less wide, but it's like that's what I'm imagining comparing abilities in my head. You know, like the closest thing that I can compare it to is that. I'm not going to be like, oh, it's 10 meters long because I have no fucking clue sure, what that uh, yeah, relates okay. to yeah, in my head. Personally, because of it being ice, I was imagining it covering 
like around Sage slow orb like area, but instead of being a circle, it's more like an oval in terms of how you deploy that area. That's kind of how I was thinking about it. So like it's it's longer and skinnier yeah. than a sage slow orb is kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, I like that. I I like kind of circular, but I I also kind of like just hard edges like like a like a breach stun. I, yeah, stylistically, I'm good with the hard yeah. edges. Yeah, I, I I feel like you can't have a Molly that covers that that much of an area. I've, well, we'll see like, what the like Discord that, thinks. That, there would be a poll, and also imagine yeah, if you had a wall is... that covered half the map that did forty damage as soon as you touched it. Yeah, but it's not fucking breach wall fucking wide. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Or it's not breach um, e wide. Like fuck, dude. That's in like that's insane. I don't think it's that insane, especially because you have to be I, I, so I close to deploy either. it. It doesn't last very long. Like, if someone can still peek yeah. you on the other side, it's not blocking line of sight. Right, right. You're vulnerable for five fucking seconds after you touch it. Yes, yeah, so just don't we touch are, it. Yeah, we already discussed that oh it shouldn't be yeah, five okay. seconds it, vulnerable. Okay, but. look, I, I mean, okay, you're, you're not changing my mind, given the way in which you have phrased this, and perhaps in your head you have a different opinion or you have a different image than what I have in my head, but, like... Yeah, I'm envisioning it differently than Chase's. Yeah. We have to see how it's actually, yeah, yeah, like, like, deployed. Fuck, dude, that sounds yeah. insane. But, okay, moving on. Okay, so now we have the E ability, the, the unique, or, yeah, unique ability called Blizzard Ball. Um, equip a Blizzard Ball, entering a winter world to place the orbs. Fire to throw the Blizzard Ball to the marked location, creating a long-lasting Blizzard Sphere that blocks vision. All noise and movement is disabled while casting. Credits, 100. Charges, 3. One given at the start, other two purchased. Um, duration, 18.5 seconds. Cooldown, 25 seconds. Yeah. Um, okay, so does that mean that you can have three of them at yes. the start of the round? And then every 25 seconds, you get one back. Yeah, that sounds way too good. And also, from what I'm understanding, or from what I'm understanding, understanding. To, yeah, <laughs> this is global. The, this is like astral form. To, yeah, to deploy the ball, it seems like that's exactly just like astral, astral form. Yeah, you're in astral form. Yeah. You deploy the ball anywhere globally. Mm-hmm. Um, that lasts at, for 18 at, and a half seconds. At that like location a yeah blizzard sphere that blocks vision that's just a smoke right but it look it looks different yeah um the dumb smoke yeah dumb smoke i would i would assume i think it would be cool if it like made wind noises like as if there was like a storm going on yeah and so like partially like if you were in the smoke it blocked hearing as well like but not then, fully blocked hearing, it was just distracting hearing. It was just distracting, noises. yeah. Yeah. And I think that that would, be, that would be cool, but then other things would need to be nerfed if that was added. Yeah, also, I, I actually asked even, a clarification question on this. I, was, I asked Arctic if, um, if like, this, the, the Blizzard Ball would be different when it came to the dimensions of it compared to other smokes. And he said the Blizzard Ball would be about the same size or bigger than current dome smokes in the game. 
Yeah, I mean, okay, so it seems too good to have three that recharge. Before we even touch on the ultimate here, this agent's fucking broken. Yeah. (laughs) Way too fucking good. I don't know if it really is. But I mean, okay, I will say, I will say, I think the Blizzard Ball. Go ahead, go ahead. You get a Sova drone, you get arguably the best smokes in the game, if this were to be implemented. And you have a Molly that, according to you guys, takes up the entire fucking site. <laughs> yeah. I don't think either of us is saying that. Cass, are you getting confused between Breach, what I'm saying, Breach Stun and Breach Ult? No, 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 Breach, <laughs> but, like, you get two of them, so you can fucking yeah. bang, So, So, bang. Cass, when, when Cass, uh, sorry, when Chase is, uh, you know, has a nice, like, play with you and his stun, do you think he's stunning the entire site you're going into? Because <laughs> Breach... I admit that the way in which I phrased it was a bit of a hyperbole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I admit that the way I phrased it was you. a gotcha. That, yeah. Like, what, like, imagine if Brim had three fucking mollies and they just went bang, bang, bang and just laid them down in a row. Yeah, but they don't last as long. And Bre- and Bre- a breach molly will kill you. You don't. You, yeah. you will die if you stand in. And this one does not kill you this. if you're standing yeah. in it. But it's fucking huge. Okay, well, I I suggest that uh, you know I know that talking about size is something that you're a big fan of, Cass. But I suggest <laughs> that we uh, <laughs> move on. <laughs> All right, I suggest we move on because it, that could be different. Okay, do we have anything else to say about the? The blizzard no, no, ball. No, the bike. Because I think no, they, I think you need to either the smokes are, the be, are fucking broken. I think you need yeah, to yeah, say right. either like regardless of adding anything else or changing anything about how the blizzard ball works, um charges have to be two with recharge or three with no recharge. I I would agree. I think, I think three with recharge is just stupidly good, particularly when you can place them like Astra. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. I think if you're going to have, I think three with recharge is okay, but that recharge is going to go from like 25 to like fucking 45. Yeah. I mean, I think that it should go 45 with two. Mm, which also seems fine. Yeah. And what's omens? And what is omen smoke recharge? Well, I mean, the key thing as know. well is. Oh, Hunter, Arctic, I thought Arctic... you were. I, I, I thought Hunter was our dedicated. Uh... Google oh, back. omens recharge. Yeah, yeah, I'll look. Th- I'll look that up in a sec. But okay. what what I wanted yeah, yeah. to bring like highlight here is that Arctic, in response to something that I asked as well, said that the smoke's placement will be something akin to astral form, but in, instead of placing stars, I'd just be the outline of the smoke. Um, and and I feel like that's a that's an element of this that means that it definitely shouldn't be three with any amount of recharge, just because if if you could you know place four smokes globally like astra over the course of a round and to to place those four smokes you don't have to give up using other utility which is how astra functions if you're placing right now four astra smokes over the course of a round that means you're not using your suck or your concuss and so to be able to do all that plus have other abilities i think that's too strong like you'd have to limit the range of the smoke placement if you're gonna have have three i i will say while I absolutely agree with that idea, I think it's interesting how you took the exact opposite point that I was going to make regarding its similarities with Astra. Is oh, I interesting. Was saying, 
I was I was about to bring up the fact that one of the advantages that perchance Astra has now I don't know exactly whether or not this would be an, an advantage, despite that that's the word I just used. I guess difference is the better term here. Um, when there's an Astra star on the ground, you don't know what that's going to be. Right. 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 So when there's an astral star on the ground, that could be a suck, it could cuss, or a smoke. And you kind of have to play around that whereas the manner in which this agent is going to work in my head it's instead of you putting down an astral star and then doing something with it as soon as you click boom smoke right and now we can talk about uh how long it takes from you clicking to that smoke actually being there um but i think there is almost like, and again, like, I, I don't really like using the word advantage here because I, I don't really know. But there's definitely something to be said about the difference between Astra putting down stars and then making decisions what to do with stars once they're on the ground versus you just plopping a smoke. Yeah, I mean, this is going to operate more like, like a brim iPad. Yeah, that's right. where where you you can click it. and then deploy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because like you like a an astros an astral star is almost like a threat when it's on the ground. Right? It's mm. hey, this is here. This could be something you're not a fan of. And you kind of have to work around that. Whereas, as Chase was pointing out, if the execution manner of it is more akin to brimstone, then you don't know it's there until it just shows up. But it, it, like, that's that, interesting that how really, you're looking at the opposite way as me. But yeah, I get what you're but like I, I do think it's really interesting. I like as you brought up, yes, it does seem really fucking strong if you for you to have global smokes, three of them that recharge and you get other abilities on top of that because like the only thing astra has is the ability to do stuff with her stars and astra was already determined to be really fucking good until they nerfed the shit out of her yeah yeah i i think that this agent is is very very good as written like like too like i i think it is i think it is way too strong um okay uh, onto the ultimate ability, um, which is called Ice Palace Guardian. Um, equip an Ice Lantern and Bell. Fire to ring the bell. Upon activation, four Ice Palace Guardians are created. The Guardians will locate enemy positions and upon hit will make them vulnerable and deal lasting damage. 7 point ult. HP of the Guardians, 450. Duration, 21 seconds. Max spawn 4, dependent on how many enemies are alive. Uh, it goes down with less enemies alive. Um, damage given, 25 HP. Vulnerable state, 15 seconds. She is fucking long. Um, uh, Ice Palace also, Guardians uh, do not have a head hitbox. Yeah, what were you saying? 
I, I was I thought you were were gonna leave out the head hitbox thing. That's what I was. Gonna oh yeah, say. so you have like that's all shooting him in the chest, you know, chest damage for hitting them. That is, I I'm imagining sky alt here. Sky alt, I would assume way slower. I was also picturing way slower. Yeah, La- okay. like larger and slower. Four hundred and fifty HP, dude. That's more than one chunk of a sky wall. Wait, or of a sage wall? Yeah, I, th- I believe so. Skywall. Yeah, mm, sage I don't know if it is. Yeah. No, no. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Have you ever tried to kill a downed KO? Yeah. How many? How much HP does a downed KO have? Eight hundred for downed KO. Okay, so this is about half a downed KO. But it's moving slowly towards you. Do you have if any there... idea how many fucking bullets it takes to kill a fucking downed KO? Yeah, a lot. Okay, so Sage Wall is 400 HP initially and 800 per chunk once it's, like, fortified. Could you outrun this shit? I know it lasts 21 seconds. seconds, For 21 seconds? I don't know. But I feel like you can get significantly far away from it, in which it takes a long time to reach you anyway. I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, if... I, I would assume its movement speed is such that if you were knife out just running away, you could avoid it for that 21 second duration. I just feel like it's not, it's rarely going to ever hit you unless some, like the, they like pop it around a corner, like when you're right, 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 like right. right there. No, I, I agree. It, it most likely would not hit you in the same way that it is very rare in which I get hit by a Skyle. But it still gives information. And if it has 450 HP, the likelihood of me needing to reload said weapon. When that person swings me, is very high. And also, if I have an operator and it doesn't have a headshot hitbox, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One thing that I'm picturing that could be functionally very different with this compared to Sky's uh, legendary cabbages is with the Sky cabbages, they're fast moving but easy to shoot. So typically, you know, you pop those things. And then you charge in after, like, a split second after them. You, you Maybe if you're executing onto a site, you use them to see if anyone's at a close angle, and then you see where they're pointing after that. But with this, if they're moving really slow and have chonky health bars, maybe 450 is too much. But either way, the point is that they can take uh, take some damage. Like, I'm picturing you go to execute onto the site, and you can kind of, like, play behind them as sort of cover. Like, if there's someone, you know, way at the back of site, you can oh, sort of zig and zag behind them as moving cover as you're going into the site, which I think could be really cool. That could be really cool. I was going to bring up the fact that, like, you can't necessarily rush after it because it's moving so right. slowly. Um, yeah. That the person's just not, like, going to be like, oh, well, fuck the Guardian. I'll, I'm just going to shoot them, which you can already do with Skyle, but it's harder because they're moving slightly faster, right? Um, yeah, like that's more of a trade off of like, oh, if they peek me immediately, I have the time to do this, but I'm gonna ha- I'll have to deal with the cabbage at some point. I mean, but like, I yeah, that, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, did you have a? Were I was gonna agree with Hunter that the moving cover idea is pretty cool. Yeah, I actually really did like that moving cover idea, but I was gonna say like one of the things with with both Skyalt and Ray's Boombot because they operate in similar manners of they're coming at you and you don't really want to get hit by them. Like I wait until the last possible fucking second 
to deal with that. And now oftentimes my dealing with it is teleporting out. But like it you can definitely hold the angle for a while and just be like, well, you're probably going to want to follow up on this. Um, and so I can either just hold that angle with an operator or, or a rifle. I mean, and this like, is the same here, except they're yeah. But like I, I think this slower. is this has an interesting. I, I think this is interesting because of its HP threshold. Whereas with with the sky cabbage, it's kind of like yeah, okay, you, you you didn't swing off it. You're waiting to see what happens. Fine, I'll shoot it. Right, but if you wait too long with this thing, and it's got 450 HP. Yeah, you're not going to be able to kill it. Right, but yeah. you're not going to be able to kill that in time. Um, and so I, I, I do think it is kind of interesting in how um, it can almost, like, like it, I feel like it works in a manner that, like, it kind of pushes you back, which, in my mind, makes it kind of interesting. Well, the thing is, say, like, you're, I was thinking, like, say you're in a 1v1, you know, and you're trying to defuse Spike. Could mm-hmm. you just like pop this ult and like give you enough time to defuse Spike? Um, Ooh, that could be kind of busted. It could be busted, well, except I what I was thinking is no. the The fact is, um, this doesn't blind you or stun you. Right? Yeah. It that's only what I was does damage and makes you vulnerable, so you can just fucking tank it. Yeah. Just tank right. it and take the shot on the other person, right? Like, it's not yeah. – I don't think it's that busted because if it hits you, it's not making you blind, stunning you, like, making you disoriented, anything like that. It's just giving you damage and making you vulnerable. So, yeah, you have a disadvantage in that gunfight, but you can just tank it and hit your shot too. Right. Yeah. I mean I, – I really like this ult. I, I think this ult has it. potential. I, I don't mind it in terms of – because as Hunter po- pointed out, right, like if you were to pop this to try to defuse the spike, it kind of gives you some cover, right? Because if they're shooting it, they're not shooting you. And like depending on angles and stuff, they might not be able to get around to the side of the Guardian to be able to, to shoot at you. Yeah. Um. But like Sagewall can do that. Astral Alt can do that. Like... Yeah, but I this comes like in this comes into play of like, do I just run into it so that it's not in my way anymore? Right, right, right. You Which know? is why I'm saying I don't I don't think it's OP in the context of, oh, I wanted to fuse spike, well, let me pop my ult here. Mm-hmm. Because there there are a lot of alts that that give you that kind of potential. Right. Yeah. yeah heck, then it half pop reach ult, and then they get it the other half. I mean, that's strong too. Right, right, right. Yeah. Also, yeah, I'm thinking like. Oh hey, I'm in a one v one. I have Killjoy ult. Plop. Defuse. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like there, there's so many alts that can guarantee you a defuse in a one v one scenario that I feel like even if this kind of did, like that's not broken. So I I, I really don't see a problem with this alt now. Like I I will admit that I thought that the 450 HP was kind of chonky when we first talked about this, but, like, yeah, I don't think that's as drastic anymore. The one yeah. thing that I, I 
And like as I pointed out before, because it's going to take a lot of bullets, if someone properly times the swing off that, you will most likely be reloading and or only have a couple of shots left. Um, and the other thing is, be because it activates a vulnerable state for 15 seconds, yeah, I'm just wondering uh, how effectively that might be comboable with other agents' abilities to the point where, and also because you're vulnerable for 15 seconds, it very much forces you to shoot that thing. Whereas with the, yeah. the Sky Cabbage, if you're in a safe spot, you can tank it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it sucks, but if they're not in a position to immediately swing you, like... Yeah, like, you can willingly... Yeah, 15 hit. seconds is a long time. Yeah. As we now know that, like, 12 time. seconds with Fatal is a long time. Dude, 12 seconds that Jet can dash in is short a very time. fucking short time. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking... While we're throwing out numbers, I, I wanted to go to the wiki to you know, get get some context for how long it would take to destroy a uh, one of these Guardians if it was coming right for you. Um, so assuming you have a Phantom in hand and uh, you're in the medium range of the Phantom, so 15 to 30 meters away when you're engaging this thing, uh, given that you're doing body shot damage, it's going to take you... It's going to take you 13 shots or just over one second of dumping Phantom shots into the Guardian to kill it, which... I feel like that's kind of reasonable now that I've thought about it. Yeah, it's not that's not that bad at all. Yeah. How long would it take me to break it with an operator? Three shots. Uh, I I don't. So uh, like five years. See. Cool. <laughs> yeah. The round will be over by the time you. Break sometime it. when I get into the next game, <laughs> yeah. I'll have broken this guardian. Okay. It's it's three op shots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's three op shots at 0.6 rounds per second, so that's like, that's a little more, that's like uh, 1.8 seconds, I guess. Yeah, we're pushing two seconds there. Yeah. But yeah. that's also, you know, I feel like but that's with an op, fat. that's fine. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing, when it says the fire rate is 0.6 rounds per second, I think that's the fire rate of how fast you could fire it off if you just yeah, yeah, mash the trigger. That's no scope. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that is no scope. Uh, right, right. So realistically, that, yeah. unless it's right in your face like for the last shot, like you're not getting that fast. So it would be more than two seconds with the operator. Yeah. I think that's fine. All right. I think this agent I mean, is super cool. I don't cool. like cops very much. I think it's yeah. very fine. But, you know, Cass might have a different opinion on that one. Yeah, I mean, look, I... I uh, Whatever, like <laughs> we're 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 talking about like now. I, I I guess one of the things we didn't consider is just potentially how oppressive that alt could be against a save when you don't have the yeah, firepower to do point. that. But there's again, there are a bunch of alts that are more effective against saves versus for rifle rounds. And if you're going to use an alt against a team who is saving. You know, you're using an ult in that round. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. The sake of time, we're gonna move on to the yeah. next agent idea. So, Hunter, take it away. Um. <laughs> Did we just lose a hunter? We lost I, the hunter. He's back. No worries. Connected. I with the pop out window thing, I got confused and pressed disconnect by accident. Oh, nice. Um, anyway, so uh, this next uh. 
yeah, this next idea is a lot less verbosely written, but still pretty great. So for this one, we're going over to Alomentis. I'm just going to say Allo for the purpose of this video because I'm lazy. So uh, this is this is titled Dumb Idea Number One. I didn't make that up. That's what Allo called it. So this is The Thief. He's super sneaky, but thinks he's hilarious. <laughs> His E ability. He can turn invisible, but every step he makes, he also giggles to himself. Uh, he can't use his weapon, but can still get shot. See, I think that this is fucking hilarious. This, yeah, this is like yeah. so he can sneak up on someone, but he's he's laughing the entire time. Which yeah, and the, and the other team can hear it. Is I'm pretty yeah. sure the clear yeah. implication there. Yeah, and he can't use his weapon, but he can still get shot. So this yeah. is just Niani. It's yeah, but you're not yeah, moving faster. Invisible. You're invisible. You're yeah, not, but yeah. like, but you. You can hear him. Yeah. But maybe but you know he's nearby. Weapon. Like, you, you might not be able to pinpoint right, location. Right, 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 right. Well, I was going to say, the fact that he's invisible is the same thing as Neon running with her E, because I'm not fucking hitting him anyway. Well, the difference is you know exactly where he is, or where Neon is. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And if they're trying to get close to you, they'd have to re-equip their weapon and become visible again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Um, I think so that's so his... funny. Like you could cross <laughs> yeah. long sight lines really easily, which is interesting. Yeah. That is true. Right, yeah, right. you could. Yeah, you could. Now, I guess because we don't have this information here, um, were you guys thinking more like neon charged on it, or were you thinking more like one time active kind of thing? Ooh, um, I would say neon charge, but less time. Right. Okay, because... The maybe not necessarily less time, but you can't move... Like, maybe you're moving walking speed, like walking knife-out speed. Mm, I, I was thinking speed? a one-time charge, given the fact that he's revealing his rough location with his giggles and he can't shoot. I, I was thinking you could be in it an unlimited number of time, but then once you get out of it, you've used your charge. Mm, um, I, I was, this I doesn't was seem thinking, like a duelist, yeah. so I'd assume recharge over time for this ability. Like forty second is, I think, is the normal recharge or forty five. I forget which. Because I'm thinking, if it is as Chase pointed out, or as Chase was thinking, more like neons in which you've got a charge bar, then that's actually a pretty good ability. Like being able to cross sight lines effectively, or like long sight lines effectively for free, is yeah. kind of nice. And even if it's not for free, and they can still hear you, like. It's kind of like spamming through a smoke, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you know they're there, but, like, when you spam through a smoke, how often do you get a kill? You know? Every time. Um, <laughs> someone check his computer. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, like, I, I do think if it does work like Neon's ability, or, like, E ability, in which there's, like, a charge to it, and it goes up over time, then, like, and then you can use a bit, and then it goes up over time... I, I do think that's actually a really solid e ability. Not yeah. broken, but but pretty good. I, I think yeah. it should be charge bar. It makes more sense to be more like neons because it's feel a like similar ability. True. Yeah, I was saying what I was picturing, but I, I kind of I kind of agree that the charge makes and, more and sense. And the limited time invisible is a little dumb. I just don't, you wouldn't use it, and I feel like 
Like you don't need oh, more. Wait, a limited one. time invisible? Because what? what you were saying, well, unlimited time. I thought you said a limited time. Um, no, 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 limited okay, time okay, invisible. Like, dude, how the fuck are you ever gonna defuse the goddamn spike? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's true. That's true. Um, so the C ability, which ties into the invisibility, he can steal unequipped weapons from enemies when he is invisible. So I'm imagining that, <clears throat> you know, you have to be basically like melee range in order to pull this off of the enemy while invisible. So essentially, if they're listening to your laughter, they should be able to shoot you, even though they can't see you, before you could get to the point of stealing their weapon. <laughs> I'm just imagining, you know, someone holding an angle with an op. They hear the laughing getting closer and closer. And they're like, shoot, I should move away. And they switch to their knife. But right as they do that... <laughs> The the enemy agent just gets to them, and because they have their knife out, they just takes their off, and then just no scopes them with it immediately. I see. I was thinking another scenario where you know the person's holding yeah. an op, they've got a shorty in their pocket. Oh, that's good. Too. But in yeah. this case, they steal the shorty, come uninvisible, and shorty them to the face before they and like the other person misses the op no scope. You know, like oh, my goodness. I, I think that. I think it's- that's yeah, dope. I, I think it's interesting because both of you guys went towards the you do this to the opper. Yeah. Yeah. Which like fair being invisible <laughs> against an opper really fucking good yeah. <laughs> because they get one shot yep, <laughs> and if yep. you don't know where you are probably not going to hit you. But I was saying more often than not in a given round there's probably one person on the other team that has an op so chances are when you're invisible and you're next to someone, they're probably not the operator. Yeah. And they probably have a rifle. Like, what are you going to do? Steal their fucking classic? <laughs> oh, yeah. I got a free gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep, yep. I, <laughs> oh, I got a skin upgrade for my classic. Hooray. Yeah, but if, if they decide yeah. to, like, if they're walking knife out or something like that, then you can steal their gun, which is sure, but as, soon as, as soon as you hear yeah. him giggling... You pull your fucking gun out. You should, yeah. Well, the thing is, you pull your gun out, but... Oh, is this person, like, is the thief... Like, how do they steal the weapon? Do they have to not have a weapon themselves? Do they drop their other weapon? But then then they drop their other weapon just to the person that they stole a weapon from. Yeah, I guess (laughs) guess the problem with this is... You know, you don't know for sure whether the other person will have a primary weapon out, a secondary weapon out, or a knife before you go invisible to approach them. So, like, theoretically, you know, you could really screw yourself over by, like, you know, maybe you see someone with a shorty out and you assume that means their op is their main weapon and then you steal from them in the end, like... You know, they had, a, they had nothing some, else. like a, a marshal on them, and mm-hmm. you had a phantom, so you just swap. You just discard your phantom in exchange for a marshal. Like, and give them a phantom? Yeah. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, and, and also, here's the big yeah. thing, right? You know how we're talking about pre-Bane Yoru and his fucking footsteps, and pre-Buff Brim and his fucking stim beacons? This would take the cake of just worst fucking ability in the game. Yeah, I agree. It would yeah, be a, it's just a terrible <laughs> ability. Terrible yeah. ability. It's funny. But also hilarious. Granted, it's funny, granted. And 
as Hunter pointed out, it would be really fucking funny to take a shorty from an operator, come out, and just blam him in the face. <laughs> yeah, well, but, okay, as I'm thinking about it, depending on how it's implemented, yeah, it could be sort of like Chambers Q, where, like... It comes in, out fast? No, not that it comes out fast, but that it's normally a kind of so-so ability, except when you're on an eco-round. Because if you can go invisible and find a way to take someone's primary gun, like if you can get a phantom or a vandal from someone, then, you know, that's huge. Or, but, you know, if you if if because someone turns around to shoot you, your teammate gets to shoot the guy who, you know, is, is shooting you and then get the gun, like that's a play where you're kind of throwing your life away, but like you get the gun upgrade and that's crucial. Sure, but they're going to have a classic as their non-equipped weapon. Well, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, you know, like, you're on attack, right? Yeah, yeah. The, how, the other... you, how are you going to get yourself into a scenario in which the person has their primary weapon not equipped? Yeah. Well, like, here's, here's how are you picture. going to get I, into that? I, I have an idea. So the, the situation is this, right? So you're, you're on offense. You're ecoing. You have an idea that a certain player on defense is more or less isolated in a certain area, or at least you're gambling on that happening. So you pop your E, you go run behind them, and right as you get behind them, you have your team just flood into the site behind you. And you have someone, like, catching, trying to catch up to you as much as possible. Then at that point, like, you know, one of three things happens. One, the other person tries to sh shoots you as you're closing in, on them and at that point they're shooting the complete opposite direction of the rest of your team so your team has a chance to swing and kill them two they uh are dumb and like they try to like reposition and pull out their knife and that's when you use the ability or like three is where uh, i man what was three i had an idea for what the third scenario would be i'm realizing that my scenario isn't actually that good because no no well, most of that depends on just visibility. the person with the rifle yeah shoots the people who are running at him and then turns around and shoots you. And kills everybody. Well, yeah, that depends on how quick the uninvisibility is. Sure, sure, sure. But, like, but either way, what I realized about my example that isn't good is that, you know, one of those scenarios doesn't involve the C ability at all. That's just the E ability at work. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I, I'm coming around like, to you guys. That, yeah, the, the, the C ability would not be very good. The, the fact that you can only steal unequipped weapons makes yeah. it really fucking bad. Yeah, but now, there's no way you could steal changed, equipped weapons, right? Now, now, if it was changed that you could steal equipped weapons, and it forced people to pull out their classics when you got close, because you don't want to give them your rifle. Ooh, that's interesting. You can only steal equipped weapons. Yeah. Ooh. Someone comes up next to you, right? And now if you have an op, now you're in an awkward situation. Do I pull out the shorty and give him the shorty, in which case he's right in my face, or do I give him the operator? <laughs> yeah. And now I've got or do I just try to kill him with either one before you can get close enough? Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, but, like, I feel like if he can steal equipped weapons only, now it's an ability that's worth discussing. And they have to get close enough without they you have shooting them. They close enough without you shooting them. And so you're in a situation where it's like, like, do I pull out my classic? And let's say you do pull out your classic because he can do this. Yeah. And then your team on an eco round swings. Well, all right, of a sudden, right. it's a pretty equal gunfight. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. I next ability. Potential if you can steal equipped weapons, but unequipped weapons is fucking dumb. <laughs> I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. Yeah. Okay. So the next ability is the Q ability. He can disguise himself as a friendly unit. He won't show as red to the enemy, but also can't hurt the enemy during this time. Now, I think that the the key question that's coming to my mind here is: Does he show up as one of the agents that the enemy has picked? Or does he show up as just a friendly colored version of himself? Because, you know, if this agent, you know, call him Jester or whatever, since he's laughing all the time. Like, if the, if Je- if your team has a Jester and the other team doesn't, and then you as Jester turn to, like, show up as as friendly to the enemy, but they just realize get shot. Jester the, on their the team. The red like, doesn't matter for shit. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it would have to be that, you know, you become like one of the agents randomly that the other team has or the closest agent. I don't, I don't know what it would be, but it has to be something. That on the yeah. I think line. it'd be, I think it'd be interesting and would, would only gain value later into a given round. Right. Well, like, right. you know, say you're on a retake, right. And there's, and I feel like it'd have to be an agent who's alive on your team or on the enemy team. But like, you know, say you're, you're retaking, right. And like this person turns into Arena and the rain on your team's still alive. And they walk up behind you and be like, Hey, I'm here to help you retake. Yeah. And you're not paying attention to your mini map and you don't know that your rain is actually retake or like gonna help you retake from elsewhere. And you're just like, Oh cool, there's my Reina. Let's like let's retake now. <laughs> okay, but do you know how many times, you know, somebody on my actual team comes up behind me and I, and I hear the footsteps and I don't realize that they're there. And so I flick and shoot at them and I'm like, Oh, okay. No, that's my teammate. It didn't do any damage. That happens all the time. It it happens to me in a couple of situations. Number like the main one is when I teleport somewhere as chamber. Yeah. And I get to my, I see a moving object and I shoot it. Yeah. It, it, geez, just imagine the impact to your mental of that. So you hear someone coming behind you, you flick on them. As you're shooting, you're like, oh, that's my teammate. But then you get a kill. Like, that'd be such a ro- roller coaster up and down. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I'm saying yeah. that I would just shoot them anyway. Like, it's not a great ability because they'd just be dead. Yeah, I will say, speaking from my experience, I don't know about you, Chase, but, like, I, I have that happen a decent bit where I where I, I flick and there's a teammate, but a lot of the times either I realize like mid flick as soon as I start to see them and see their color that like oh they're my teammate, or it's like a panic flick and I fire off a couple shots, but chances are I don't actually hit them before I realize what they are. Mm-hmm. So like in you most know? cases I don't like perfectly headshot my teammate before I realize that oh, oh you know they're my teammate. There's usually Do you guys not pay attention to where your teammates are on the map. I mean, I try to. Yeah, but it's just you try to, but sometimes you don't know. Sure, I, I, okay, but I feel like the situation which you're describing, which you, you flick and shoot at your teammate, I don't think I've ever fucking done that. Well, I guess, I guess the reason why I think it's worth discussing is because in situations where you know exactly where your team is and you know the jester is on the other team, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Of, it, this isn't going to work. You're going to be like, oh, that's right. the jester. So like, the only time where this is going to work is in a scenario where you don't necessarily know where your whole team is because it's gotten chaotic now, in the round. Now, this, this could work really well with fucking Fatal. Oh. You can't hear shit. Your minimap doesn't exist. 
Yeah. And they look like a friendly. Yeah. So he turns invisible. You can't hear him because mm-hmm. you're dead. Because he's not, he's well, giggling, he's but you so can't hear him. So he's just totally invisible. Yeah. He gets behind you, turns into a, an ally of yours, <laughs> and you have no way of knowing. Yeah, but he, but he also, can't shoot you. Yeah. Yeah, he'd probably just shoot you in that case, to be honest. It's really easy. Yeah, I was going to say, so he'd probably just go invisible and they'd run behind you and shoot yeah, you. Yeah, but like, yeah. Also, right. I, I don't see the use of this ability when you have the, the E ability, but okay. Um, I feel like this is better than the C, but still really situational. Like it could make yeah. for some incredible moments, but those would be few and far between. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ultimate. Yeah. His alt is, uh, <laughs> turns stealthy, which I'm not sure if this is distinct from his E or just this, you know, puts you into your E, but turns stealthy. And when behind an enemy, you can begin stealing their money. The enemy hears this as cash registers outs. And I, I I said this in the chat, but just like the idea of you're just like chilling on defense at a position. You just hear this maniacal laughter coming towards you. And then you just hear cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. As this well, clown is okay. just draining your bank account. So I would assume just hilarious. I'd assume stealthy yeah. is different than his E. And oh, I assumed it was the same. To himself. I assumed he would not giggle to himself in alt, right? Uh, I assumed okay. he would. Okay. At any rate, when behind the enemy, you start stealing their money. Granted, there is potentially some use to this ability, right? You could make the enemy team have to eco next round if they lose, whereas they would otherwise have a buy. That could be really good. However, yeah, maybe stealthy is you just don't make sounds. Right. However, what I'm saying is if you don't make sounds and you go invisible, you wouldn't give a shit about stealing the enemy team's money. Because well, being I, yeah, being soundless and invisible to go wherever the fuck you want kind of really fucking good. <laughs> I think you are you still make sounds. Well, yeah, I was I was proposing that maybe the turn stealthy is you don't go invisible. But you make no sound whatsoever. Hmm. So if you can get into a position where you're behind the enemy team, you can just kind of hang out there for a little bit and steal their money. But you know, then as they would soon hear as you hear cash register sounds, yeah, yeah, they yeah. flick around. That, does, that doesn't make sense. No, yeah. you have to be invisible. Right, right. I'm I'm realizing this uh, when, when talking to you guys about it. And but I think then you if just they like can hear spray you, in a circle. Yeah, yeah, right. But here's the thing, right? If they can hear you while you're doing this, then there's no fucking point. Now, if there is a limited time in which you could be invincible, no. iFrames makes it broken. Yeah, I, I feel like... With it. I was gonna say, if you could kind of yeah. just, like, be like, oh, hey, I'm here, and I'm gonna steal your money, um... <laughs> and you couldn't shoot me, then it could be potentially good. But also, if you can't shoot me and I can run around, I am once again not going to give a shit about stealing your money. <laughs> this is so yeah. funny. This is a Valorant discussion we're having right now. <laughs> like, I love how different this agent is in ridiculous ways. Yeah, I, I, I kind of do feel like, even though it says turn stealthy, the only way this really makes sense is if he just, you know, gets an extra charge of his E or something, 
well, not an extra charge, but like with Neon, when she pops her ult, she gets her full bar of energy. Mm-hmm. So if we look at it similar as Neon, you know, she he he get he gets to refill his his E charge to full, and, and then he can do that because that creates more urgency. I'm I've been picturing that when he ends invisibility, it's kind of like Yoru teleporting, where he has to fully re-equip his weapon, so it takes time. What I'm thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. So essentially, normally you're not going to just go behind someone and then pop out of your invisibility because they're going to know you're there and you're, they're going to have a chance to shoot you. But so like you can kind of live with normally someone just chilling behind you in invisibility if they're not close enough to steal your weapon with their C. But like in this case, now you create pressure for them by stealing their money. We're like, shoot, if I don't do something about this guy, I'm going to be broke. So like, I feel like that does make sense. In, in a very because weird way. I feel way. like given, given the, given his ability to steal your weapon. Yeah. Like, why would you, you steal their money instead? To, yeah. Why would you steal their money instead? Well, okay, so so the key like, thing like, is that with the, the ult, like, with the ult, it just says when behind an enemy. So I'm picturing that this is something important to talk about because maybe you guys are imagining this differently. I'm thinking of this as you're literally just somewhere behind the enemy's head at infinite range as long as you have line of sight to the back of their head. Whereas the, with the weapon oh. stealing, you have to be like right up on them. I was assuming. I was assuming same same range, yeah. Yeah. I was was assuming much greater range for the money. Okay, you know back when you could see Yoru when he was close to you? Yeah, yeah. I was assuming same thing for both, right? Like, in the range in which you could see the enemy Yoru who's ulted, they could steal your money and they could also take your gun. I think it's better better if it's a larger range for this. Ste- like money stealing. For the stealing money? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel, and I yeah. also feel like if we're going to say that he can steal your equipped gun, then yeah. I think that that has to be melee range. Like, no farther oh, yeah. than melee range. Because you need a chance to be able to react to that. And right, then... Right, right, that's right. like, they and have to grab it from range. you. Right, yeah. right, yeah. And then with the money thing, infinite range is probably not good because you could run into scenarios where, you know, you can't really even hear him. So maybe some limitation on the range, but I feel like the money thing could be longer distance. Yeah, and then there's a bit of an area that you'd have to flick to. It's not, like, just behind you and then you spray. It's like, oh, it could be anywhere in this, you know, 30-degree span. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, Um, time's sake, we're going to move on to the next agent. But I I will say, I think this agent falls into the opposite category as the first agent, which we covered, in which case... First one very OP. This agent very underpowered. <laughs> well, I th- I think the thing is but that his great. E and, and X ability. Well, okay, I think his E ability is the one that's solid. Yeah, I think his alt is interesting because it literally only does eco. Like chamber and jet knives are good for eco, but much less directly because they're like actual weapons. <laughs> Whereas this is literally only eco. Yeah, I think the C and U could use some tweaking because they seem kind of situated. And it doesn't help you in the current round at all. Like, it literally does nothing for the current round, this ult. It only helps you in the future, you know? But it's really funny for the next round. Yeah. You know what I mean? Team's like, you know what? I'm saved. This dude siphoned, like, all of our cash, you know? Think about it. You're you're on, like, like, you're saving your money. You saved up, like, you've got, like, 1.7k in the bank and you're like you know what we gotta go on a save here we're gonna get our 1900 saving this round we'll be able to buy next round 
and this guy pops his ult. Yeah. Now you got zero <laughs> fucking credits. Next, and then you lose yeah. the round because you're on a fucking save, and then you, <laughs> you get your 1900 next round, and you're just sitting there and being like, "Ah, oh, fuck, oh, we, we can't." Just saved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there, there is some potential there. Um, yeah. Okay. So this third agent's name is. This is also from Arctic, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is also another Arctic. Um, We're going back Arctic to Arctic, agent. and music, more dramatic music is going to be starting okay. now. Uh, I know how to pronounce the last name. I'm going to assume the first name is Manaya. 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 Uh, yeah, something like that. I'm going Manaya. Let's talk for another Manaya. five minutes about how to, okay. to cool. pronounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Alias Pania, I guess. Okay, at any rate, this agent's from uh, New Zealand. They're a Radiant. Uh, they're also female. Uh, they're a Sentinel. Um, okay, agent paragraph. A healer from New Zealand. Uh, Pania Pania heals wherever she goes. Able to block off pathways and heal allies. She is a beacon of warmth in a cold, time, er, cold climate. Okay, ability, Coral Blockade. Uh, this is one of either her C or her Qs. Um, equipped to pull out a Coral piece. Fire to expand the Coral and make a wall. If enemies get too close to the wall, the Coral will release decaying spores. Alt fire to make the wall taller and longer, but have no spikes. And hold a reload to to rotate the wall so you can adjust the angle. Okay, so it's a sage wall. It's kind of like a sage wall. But it's made out of coral. Um, yes. And I, it says we'll release decaying spores. I don't really know exactly what that means, like, range-wise. If you like, get close to it, you, yeah. you get decayed. Yeah. And like, you can actually, instead of having that ability, you can make it taller and longer but not decay you if you no get close. Decay. Yeah. yeah, and I will, I will so, skip a little bit ahead to say that Arctic clarified after the specs of the wall, height normally is just enough so that players cannot jump over it. After the extension, it is above the height of a sage wall. So, like, you can shoot over it by default, but at, if you use the long and tall method, then you can't. Got it, got it. Okay, well, I think the interesting thing about this is one of the manners in which people deal with the sage wall is you run up to it and you fucking knife it. Yeah. Yeah, and then this decays you if you did that. Yeah, this would decay you if you did it, and because it's not very tall, it's just tall enough that you can't jump on it, the people can see you doing that. Right. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I I think this is unique in that, again, as a sentinel, it does the job of being like, hey, fuck you, don't come here. Um, But I wonder... If it would be potentially just very easy to deal with if you had a full buy, um, uh, the yeah. actual stats about it, Cass. Oh yes, uh, it costs five hundred credits, which is fucking expensive. Oh uh, yeah, one shard. Yeah, it lasts fifty seconds, which is a long time. Uh, its fortification time is six seconds. Decay damage is 10 HP per second. Uh, it has Fortifi- 450- Six seconds fortification is long. Yeah. It has 450 HP, not fortified, and 900 fortified. 
Um, and then as Hunter pointed out, yes, the normal height is is just enough so that you can't jump over it. Um, and then if you choose to not have it release the decaying spores, it'd be taller than a sage wall. Um, Gas? Yeah. Do you mind if I, since I have it pulled up, do you mind if I compare this to the sage wall since it's yeah, yeah, go the clearly it. the clearest comp? Okay, so sage wall is 100 credits cheaper at 400. Uh, sage wall requires three seconds for fortification instead of six, so double the fortification time with uh, Pania. Um, Sage Wall lasts for 40 seconds versus this lasting for 50 seconds. So this lasts longer. Sage Wall is 400 HP, 800 when fortified, and this is 450, 900 when fortified. So essentially it's a more clunky but stronger Sage Wall. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I really think it's interesting in that, unlike a Sage Wall, you can choose to have it not block line of sight. Yeah, yeah. Like people can still but shoot it. But it stops them from pushing forward. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, I, I think that that's really interesting. Um, and I think because of that, it also needs to be less HP or more HP than a Sage Wall. I feel like the HP is fine and the fortification is fine because you can put it up. And unlike a Sage Wall, the person can't just shoot it. Because if you just shoot it, they can see you. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the fortification time and the HP is totally fine simply because you can see over it. Yeah, and I was thinking reading this. I, I, think it's, right. I think it's really unique in that. Sure, if you're, if you're Jet or you're Raze or Omen, you can just kind of get over it. But, but like, are you, you might still be decayed. Right. Yeah, Cass, I was, I was going to, would I, my, uh, going along that line, going along those lines of the ability to see over it, I was thinking that both of the past two agents we've discussed so far had strong anti-op properties. I feel like this ability is incredibly pro-op because, you know, if you, if you, uh, normally if you're opping a site, First of all, you probably don't want your sage to wall it off so you can see. Mm. But then even if you if your sage does wall it and like they start bursting through, okay, you get your one shot off, but now like the rest of the team is is coming through. It's at now that the sage wall is broken and you have this standard problem with an op of you can get overrun. Whereas with mm. this, you can continue peeking that angle when that wall goes up. And if anyone peeks out, you can shoot them right over the wall. And on the other side, if you're on offense and the wall goes up, or on the other side of the wall, the enemy team uses it, you can peek a narrow angle there with the op while your team is deciding what to do about the wall. No, I I was thinking about this specifically with the operator, and it stops people from getting rushed down with an op. Yeah. Right. Like, I've got an op. Strategy could be just rush me down. And Mm -hmm. this wall very much stops you from doing that, and I can still shoot over it. Um, yeah. so like, I, I do think that this ability is actually very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. but mo- moving on to the, the second ability. So this is the other one of the, the Q or the C, uh, Orca's song. So equip to summon a pod of Orcas. Fire to release the Orcas into one location. If the enemy steps into or runs over this location, their location is revealed. Um, hundred credits. You get three of them, and they last for five seconds. Hmm. So, 
one of the interesting things about this is I I feel like we don't have a lot of information on like range. So yeah, I'm thinking I'm it's not global. Yeah. I'm thinking line of sight. Like yeah, I'm thinking line of sight. Like you throw it in there, and then it's useful for just clearing out angles. Yeah. Um, I was picturing that it's like a pool of orcas. So yeah. like, there's an area on the ground. Not it's yeah. not like a point, but it's like a uh, oh definitely something visible yeah. on the ground. Oh no, no for but, sure, for yeah. sure. I I was assuming that like it's almost like you know it, it I I'm thinking it's more akin to Fade's Prowler, but it's faster and you can't you know it doesn't track people down or you can't move it around. Uh, it's I just think like it's more a, similar to the the Fade E. Oh, as in, like, you kind of throw it out, and it's got a range, but a much smaller range. I'm thinking Molly size here. Yeah, like, Molly's, Molly size maybe slightly smaller. I was thinking slightly bigger, because it only lasts for five seconds. So, See, like... I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking, like, Brimstone Molly size, or, like, maybe Viper Molly size. I but think like, this could be an effective flank watch if you got... It lasts for if five you, seconds. Give me two seconds. If you make it infinite time, destructible, and not three charges. Yo, I just had I just had a crazy idea. What if like it's a pool of orcas, right? And like maybe there's there's like a set number of orcas. So say there's three orcas in the pool. And, like, they're moving around in the pool, and you have to shoot all three of the orcas out of the pool to, like, destroy it. So, like, instead of just shooting one thing on the ground, you're shooting these moving targets in the pool to to destroy the thing. That could be really different and unique. That could be cool. I think if, if you have, like, one of them, and it lasts infinitely once you place it down, right, it can cover off a choke point. But, you know, like, a jet could still updraft over it and not get caught by the orca pool yeah right but you if you were to run through it it doesn't slow you down at all but it pings you wall hack style i i yeah. like that that's 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 cool right and so you, you can throw it in go ahead, go. i was saying you can throw it into an angle to clear it it pings them wall hack style right so could be very useful for clearing angles but also very useful for watching flank or yeah, it could also just be glorified flank lock yeah that's yeah, cool. and what I, what I was going to add on to that, first of all, I totally agree, Chase. That could be really neat. Um, having that broader potential with the unlimited you know, time and the destructibility. I think what they would also do with this is add into the agent-specific uh, keybinds a, uh, a way for you to name your orcas uh, <laughs> when you're playing this agent. <laughs> so that you know how you normally like Killjoy or like Cypher or Chamber, you get like this piece of utility destroyed. In that case, it will be like, Samuel has been slain. <laughs> Robert has been slain. <laughs> Billy Bob is dead. Your orca pool is destroyed. See, now, I like that, you know, those the three orcas are rotating around. If you kill, like, two of them, you can run through the last one if it doesn't touch you. Oh, interesting. Hmm. That could, that could work, too. So maybe it doesn't give you, like, a call-out until all three are destroyed? I don't know. Yeah, I was mainly joking with that. So, yeah, I, right. I agree that calling it out when they're all three destroyed probably makes sense. I don't know. Sense. I, do, I do like the, uh, 
you have to kill three individual objects though. Yeah, I, I, cool. I do kind of like that too. Yeah, um, and they'd be pretty easy to hit. It's just about yeah. the fact that they're moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just about the fact. Well, there's and you have to do three bullets. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Takes unlike longer a, to destroy. Yeah, unlike a unlike a cipher thing where it's just like one boop. and it's dead. Yeah, yeah. Like you shoot it, like a chamber trap where it's like boop and then it's gone. It's like you know, because how many bullets do you expend when like. You don't know there's a Killjoy alarm bot, and then you see the Killjoy alarm bot come out of nowhere. Oh, a fuck right? ton. Yeah. Like, yeah, I fucking unload my goddamn clip at that thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it still uh, fucking makes me vulnerable. <laughs> see, so, Cass, I feel the same. You mentioned this last podcast. You you were talking about like, dude, it's so easy to shoot uh, shoot chamber trips, and Chase and I were like, not really. And that's because you play chamber. Similarly, like, I almost never get hit by Killjoy alarm bots because I play Killjoy, right. so I find them incredibly easy to shoot. But yeah, that Chase just about the familiarity yeah, thing. Chase was giving me shit for not shooting uh, when he was watching my perspective for, like, getting caught by, like, a chamber trap at one point. And I was yeah. like, first of all, this is the most random-ass spot to have a chamber trap in. <laughs> and second... Ooh, I'm it's almost like angle. other people have different places to put them than you. <laughs> oh, it's outplay. It's like, also, it's like, I'm brain. holding the fucking angle for the guy to swing me. And then the guy did swing me, and I fucking... I lost the gunfight. Because I suck, yeah. but like I was like, yes, there's a reason why they shoot it. I heard it go off. I'm taking the gunfight. My point would have worked out way better had I gotten that kill, but I didn't. So here we are. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the E ability for uh, this agent, Pania, uh, or Pania, uh, jellyfish healing, equip to summon a jellyfish, fire to command the jellyfish to heal someone over time. Uses one. Doesn't specify. Oh, never mind. Does specify. Cooldown 25 seconds. Duration 15 seconds. HP recovered 80. Uh, if you recover 80 HP over the course of 15 seconds, that's kind of rough. Well, it is. What in does a Sages sense. do? Sages does 100. 100 HP it over how much time? Very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not so a very good heal. Now, now one of the things ally. that I'm considering is if you can pre-pop this on your entry, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, hey, I'm the jet. I'm about to dash in. And then you toss the jellyfish healing on them. And you and get then they dash healing in. over time for 15 seconds. And then you get healing over period. time yeah. while you're doing damage and like the the HP recovered pool doesn't diminish unless you have damage on you, and it lasts for... So the way that I'm thinking about this is you get to recover 80 HP um, during the course of this 15 seconds, but I think it'd be better if it didn't take 15 seconds to recover 80 HP, right? So this ability can be active for those 15 seconds, and say you recover... 20 HP every second. And so if I was low health and you put this on me, it would take four seconds for me to gain that 80 HP. But because it has a 15 second duration, you can preemptively apply it onto someone that you know is going to get into an engagement. I think that's cool, well, especially because it only has one yeah. charge. I, I agree with this. Well, it cooled down 25 seconds. Oh, true. Yeah, that's kind of a short cooldown because Sage's yeah, heal has a 45 very... second yeah. cooldown. So I'm thinking, 
cooldown needs to go up, if not just be nixed entirely. But I like it. If well, well, hold up, Cass. This is this is the agent's signature ability, so there yeah. has to be some sort of recharge on it. Does there? Brim? Yes. Yeah, dude. There is oh, no Brim. agent in the game Brim. who doesn't. Brim. 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 No. Brim. Okay, Brim. that's okay. That's that's true. Brim. That is true. <laughs> however, however, he also has three charges of his. Of okay, his, uh, of so maybe you get two. Yeah. Well, before we get too too lost in the weeds on talking about the charges, I wanted to bring up one thing which I think is often ignored when it comes to healing. That's really important, mm-hmm. and I didn't even consider until I watched some people in pro play doing like playing around this that. When you take damage in Valorant, there is a two-second window after taking damage where you cannot be healed by any source. Actually, I don't know if Sky Healing bypasses that. That's, I, I yeah, that I, I don't think just, it does. I don't think it does. I thought so, that was just Sage Heal. I thought this was a mechanic unique to Sage Heal. Well, I mean, it would either be Sage Heal or Sky Heal. There's not... I guess there's also Phoenix Fire Heal. Yeah. You no, know, it applies to Phoenix Fire Heal. I know that for sure. So it probably does apply to uh, Sky as well. But I, I believe I believe the reason why it's a thing is because they it's more complicated code wise to deal with someone receiving healing and taking damage at the same time. So they they want to kind of try to limit that as much as possible. Um, but okay, anyway, well, I'm not a coder, and so this agent gets to bypass that. Well, well, here's here's what I was saying. Game, even so like, even if the agent doesn't specifically get to bypass it by having the healing take place over a longer duration, that actually provides a different sort of benefit because what you see sometimes with Sage is you go over to a teammate who's involved in a firefight as Sage, and I play Sage a decent bit, so I I've seen this. You, they take damage, you immediately throw your heal on them because, you know, it's hot in here. You don't have time to wait two seconds so that they get the maximum benefit of the heal. You just chuck it on them. They maybe heal for a second before they need to be in another fight, and then now they've died while getting only a very small portion of the heal available. Or, you know, they, they, you know, they live, but then they only get three-fifths of the heal that was available to them. So with this, even though even if it did take the full 15 seconds to heal 80 HP, you know, if you get in gunfights over the course of that, the net result is that you're going to be healed more than with the Sage Healing Orb, which I think is kind of interesting. I think it takes too long to give you not enough healing. Yeah, I think it takes way too long to give you 80. Now, if HP recovered was, say... 200 over a 15 second duration then maybe we have something to talk about and you get all of that as overheal so you could get up to uh 349 <laughs> no, no, yeah no overheal no, 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 no overheal no, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no. obviously that would be terrible <laughs> yeah well do we want to move on to the alt because the alt also yeah. involves healing yeah okay so Equipped to fire a squad of Nemo fish, which I'm assuming is just clownfish. Clownfish. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> fire to send them. Nemo fish. <laughs> <laughs> fire, uh, fire to send them. Give all allies healing, no matter where they are over time. It is a seven point alt, 
HP recovered is 100 plus anywhere up to 25 shield. So 25 overheal. 25 overheal. But permanent duration... overheal, which is different than Raina's mm. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Uh, duration, 21 seconds. Effective. Yeah, okay. Uh, vulnerable active, or vulnerable state active, 15 seconds. I'm very confused if that is referring Speed to everyone who fast. gets healed. Sorry, yeah, I, I don't know what vulnerable state I feel like this might be for the... Like only the caster? only for like caster. Pania? Yeah. I feel That's like for Pania, you're you're vulnerable. You become vulnerable, seconds. but everybody yeah. else on your team is gaining healing. Right. And then it says speed very fast, so I'm assuming that like the Nemos like, go fast. Shoo! Yeah, go fast. Um So if they're further away, okay. it's gonna take more time to get to them. But yeah, but like time cuts into the healing done. So theoretically, you might not get the full 100 plus 25 HP if the Nemo has to go all the way across to get to you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think there are a couple things we need to address here. Number one, they are a sentinel. Sage is also a sentinel. Number two, healing is the most fucking overrated aspect of any agent ability in the game. You don't pick Sage for her heals. You don't pick Sky for her heals. It's an added bonus, but it's not why you have the character yeah. on your team. Well, I think... So I was thinking the same thing when I read this ability. However, I think that adding the 25 shield in there is potentially very significant. That if not for the additional shield. Actually. Yeah. Okay, but like... And again, the, this alt... Like... Like, yes, there are situations in which there are three, let's say, three people on your team that are low HP, right? Like, you've all been in those situations where four of you standing outside a garage after being Sova, shock darted, Astra sucked, and raisinated. And you're all just like, ah, fuck. We're all one. We're all one shot. Yeah. And then you can pop this off. But, like, it's very circumstantial. Well, I think, I think right? that, you know... A situation that's much less circumstantial is you're on attack. You, it's full buy versus full buy. You, or it doesn't really matter what the buys are, but either way, you take sight, have have some trades along the way. It's now a three v three retake scenario for the other team. Three v three post plant scenario for you. You know, usually in that scenario, there are multiple people on your team who are significantly less than full health, and the other team has probably more people who are full health because they're rotating over. So yeah. being able to pop that and even the odds in your favor, I think that could be pretty significant. I'm I'm curious to know statistically how many gunfights I get into in a game and how many of them I take damage in because my initial inclination here is more often than not, either I die or I don't take damage. Pass. Isn't that, that somewhat a function of the guns and agents that you use, though? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but. Yeah. I, okay, in which case, I would like to see yours and Chase's stats on this <laughs> instead of mine. I would say yeah. that I, I take a lot of damage during a round. Like, there are, like, most rounds I find myself at some point not full HP. I and would that, tend to agree. And that's because yeah, but, even uh, if I start shooting first and I 
yeah, uh, it takes four to the chest to kill someone. Maybe they get two to the chest on me in that time. Right. That happens well, you don't a lot. Everyone. No, I have like a fucking nineteen percent headshot or something like that. Wait, wait, but I thought you said you kill people through smoke all the time. Yeah, so, a... like, are your hacks only active when there's like line of sight blockage? No, no, I only see their chest. I just, their head could be anywhere. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you just have like wait, does there one weight or something? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sorry. My my hacks only actually give me a point. I got have to it. spray around that point. I don't know. Got it, got yeah. it, got it. So, like, you just have, like, a nipple radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, you know, I've seen Chase's hacks, and he's not really telling the full story. What it, what it really is is Chase is terrified of being caught using his hacks, so he's added a feature where he literally can't headshot them. So he has the point he has to spray around, and he doesn't want to get the headshot, because then that's pretty obvious it's a hack, so... Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um. But no, I I I feel like we are in a scenario in which it is circumstantially useful, whereas Sage Res is kind of universally useful unless you're the Sage who is playing on our team on a game on Icebox. Yeah. And use both of her well. res. Use both and of her res. Res is all game. And they were both on fucking eco rounds. You fucking used both yes, of her reses on ecos. Eco rounds either. Yeah. No, it was like we four v ones, four v ones on eco, like our eco. She would res, and we're like, no, why? Stop, no. <laughs> she yeah. res me on an eco round, in which I had a classic. I didn't even have an upgraded gun. It's not like I bought a sheriff or a frenzy. Yeah. Or I got a gun from killing somebody. I got res, and I'm just there like, I have a classic. They and I have fired a all my headhunter shots yeah. already. <laughs> like, like yep. I used all my headhunter shots, and I died because I got into a duel with my classic. Like, yep. like what the fuck do I do now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was tough. Okay, so Sage Res has circumstances in which it does not work. Yeah. This has circumstances in which it does work. You see the difference there? I I think that was a clever wordplay, but I think you're underrating this alt. Yeah, I think it's fine. But I also agree that healing is not a very important part of the game, and therefore I don't think this character is super viable. Yeah, well, I, like... I think the, the, abil- the ability to heal your whole team with one press is the thing that makes it mm. significant because like I would say sky healing is a perfect example of healing that's not that impactful and it's okay because it's not sky's main thing because you have to be holding it out the whole time you have to have your team line of sight in a certain radius and you can't be doing anything else with your abilities or your gun so like, like if you're going to heal multiple people on yeah. your team chances are there's a good amount of your team that's dead The point point in the round in which there are multiple people that are injured is also likely to be a point in the round in which you're not like a good amount of your team is dead. Yeah, so you're getting not you're not getting four heals out with this, but you still might get two. Full value. That's fine. Yeah, but if you get two or three, like you're not going to get four almost ever. But like if you can get two or three. 
that is significant, especially especially with the shield boost. I think. And a pretty okay, fast and heal. Like, um, I, I think something we haven't really discussed here is you're now vulnerable for 15 seconds. Yeah, that it's part a massive detriment to you to pop your ult. Yeah, okay, I will say, I think that part could be just completely eliminated. I, I don't think the 15 seconds vulnerable would be necessary at yeah, all. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, I, I, I still feel like healing is just not impactful enough for, that, for there to be an ult based off healing. Like, ults are meant to be impactful, and I feel like the ability to, to heal a couple people on your team is... Especially when yes, you can you still can be one tap. But like... but, like, yeah, like, it, it's just... I, I feel like that's just not a big deal. Like, yeah, sure, I get a heal. That's nice. It's nice when I get a, a sage heal, or it's nice when I get a sky heal. What if you but got it's not that two, impactful. What if you got two Nemos, and they put someone back at 150? Immediately. Ooh. It'd be better, but still, I feel like you can't have a heal be an alt. But this is like, I feel like you know, two people okay. on your team immediately back at 150. Yeah, that'd be better. How does it pick? Two closest because... to Okay. Nemo's like to travel short distances. Yeah, yeah, path of least resistance. Yeah, it, it prioritizes based on the uh, scoreboard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that'd be so brutal. Yeah, uh, especially if it could give two to one person and like zero to someone else. Your bottom frag, you <laughs> see the Nemo's going to your top frag. You're like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, just, we'd I rather give HP. them uh, no heal. The Nemo than... <laughs> goes straight past you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You like try and jump in front of it. I'm one shot. The minute the Nemo passes you, you just get shot in the foot and die. Yeah, (laughs) it's like oh, yeah, sprayed through a smoke. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, I still, I'm still steadfast on the fact that the heels are just like the you can't have a heel be an alt. It's just not good enough. Same thing with um, like I think Sage would be a better agent if she had a different E instead of her heal. Uh, no, the, sa- the Sage one. heal is, is really good. Um, yeah. I, I think if Sage had a, like, if Sage's E was impactful and not a heal, like, okay, think about it if you switch Sage's wall and her E, right? You get your wall for free every round and it recharges on some timer. And then you just can buy a heal. And if somebody needs a heal, boop, there you go. There's a heal. Would that not be better? It would be better, but I think Sage would be... First of all, I agree that Sage's wall is better than her heal. Yeah. But I think Sage would be too strong in that case. Like, yes, it would be better. But I think Sage would be too strong, and that doesn't mean the heal is bad. It's just that her wall is really, really good. So if she could get multiple walls in a round, that would be kind of disgusting. Agreed. Yeah, like, the heal is a useful piece of utility as an E, right? The E is not supposed to be something that's super strong. It's supposed to be something that... Chat, Chamber. Yeah, as I said, not supposed to be something that's super strong. Um, It's something that can help you and that you get multiple times in a round so that it can help you slightly in multiple scenarios. Mm, KO. Sky. Eh, Race's Blast Packs are pretty good, and it says Harimba. Uh, 
Um, fuck, what other characters am I missing here? A lot. I don't, what are, I don't know what you're talking about. What are, what are these? There's a lot of fucking, you're going. There's, there's a lot of fucking characters whose best ability is their E, which I'd say the, the general trend is uh, not, an agent's best ability KO. is their E. What? Not Sova. Not KO? No, KO's flashes, KO's flashes are, are the best uh, ability. Absolutely. Yeah, easily. Easy, easily best ability. Yes. No. He he has the best close He's... range flash in the game and a very good flash to set up your team. If His yeah. flashes are really, really fucking good. They're yeah. better but than the knife. If you swapped KO's flash with his knife, KO would not be a better agent. What? If you got KO. one flash every 45 seconds and you got two knives for the entirety of the round, KO would not be a better agent. No, because well, the you thing couldn't, is, you you couldn't do that with a flash. flash. Yeah, you, yeah, no, you, you would have to get two with flash. a recharge, and that would be too good. Yeah. Hey, yo, yeah you'd have not... to have two with recharge, then one knife for the whole round is what yeah. you'd have to do. That's what. that's exactly hey, what you'd have to do to swap I, those. I don't think, think Heyo would be a better agent if you swapped the E's and the Q's. Absolutely, that would be good. That He would be a better agent if his if, if he had yeah. two, two, um, two flashes, one that recharged. And he only got one knife. That's a better agent. Absolutely. It, it 100% is. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are wrong. Um, <laughs> well, this will be a poll. This will be the second poll of the yeah. pod. Imagine, like, if, yeah. imagine if Sova got a drone every 45 seconds and he gets one recon. I understand that Sova's in a position in which case, yes, if you flip the drone and the dart, Sova would be in a better position. But also, Sova's Q is not his drone. If you got a shock dart every 45 seconds, that would not be better. We're no. talking about Sage here, Cass, and Sage's wall is her uh, C ability. Is it? Yeah, it, yeah, is. it is. Sage's okay, wall is and, her C and, ability. Okay, and okay, as yeah. we were going through all of these abilities, we're, we were considering C's and Q's equal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, was, yeah. Being, I was being facetious about it. It doesn't really matter uh, which I ones are. I didn't, realize, I didn't realize Sage's C was her wall instead of her Q. Okay, yeah. but... You're just I think wrong the majority here, of the, the yeah. majority of the agents, and I understand there are exceptions, you would rather have their E be the recharging one over their Q. And I think you guys are wrong about K. I think you guys are just wrong about that. We'll, we'll see but what the Discord thinks. We'll we'll, we'll see what. Yeah, other no, people you're think. you're wrong about the the K. Um. Yeah. K. K. Flashes like, are the best part of his kit. The only reason yeah, people started playing KO was because his flashes got buffed to be the best ones in the game. No, no, people started playing KO because the fucking suppress mechanic is disgusting. That was the same since he launched, and he yeah. wasn't immediately a huge hit. He was Im- he started becoming a huge hit as soon as yeah. they made his flashes. Because insane. his flashes were bad before, right? I think that's the difference. His flashes were, prior to the change, his flashes were really bad. They were so fucking easy to dodge. I don't think right? his flashes think were any worse than breach flashes before the game in that they and by that I don't mean that breach flashes were terrible. I mean that breach flashes are super flexible because you can shoot them through a wall, yeah. but like at the same time they're not great yeah, but, in terms but breach of breach flashes oh. breach breach flashes aren't super flexible in that you need to shoot them through a wall. Well, well yes, and I I guess I guess what I was saying is that like with KO he still provided you 
like breach there was a lot of options in terms of where you could flash because of the left click versus right click and with breach because there are a lot of walls and objects in the game but breach was limited in that you know you couldn't necessarily get this perfect flash out for yourself that the other team can't see coming like a skybird just rounding a corner at close range and ko yep. was the same way when his nades like screamed at you in the air where even if you right click someone you're like oh boy there's a flash coming mm-hmm. so that's that's like, the comparison I, like, I was like, making. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. His flashes are the best flashes in the game right now. Right, right. They're really fucking strong. Uh, if we're talking about just their flashing ability, you can make the argument that because Sky's flashes give info, the perhaps they're better. But like, just in terms of flashing ability, yes, he's got the best flashes in the game. That doesn't yeah. mean that I think it'd be better if he only got one knife. I think the fact that he gets multiple knives over the course of the round is better than him getting an extra flash every 45 seconds. Where does this come from? This is from you saying that Sage heal is dog shit and it shouldn't be her. her yeah, e. this is quite a rabbit hole here. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't yeah. I don't understand this. This is back to the like, same like, situation where you don't find yourself damaged because you either die or kill someone with an op and don't take damage. Like, this is the same exact situation that we talked about 10 minutes ago. Heals are just fucking overrated. Which you haven't, I, I agree, but you think so, especially because you're biased in the fact that you don't take damage and need to be rehealed often. There's a lot of, like, no, like, even when I do take damage, I don't always have an op in my hands. I'd say, like, I, I'd be curious to go and actually look at the numbers, but I'd say less than 50% of the rounds in a, or, yeah. So yeah, like, definitely, a, I agree, less than 50%, 50% of, the of the rounds. I have an op in my hands. Yeah. Like, yes, I try to have an op as much as possible, and if we're fucking rolling the other team, then yeah, have an op a lot, because I don't die, and I can afford the op, and if I do die, I have enough money to buy it again. Um, but also, if we're fucking rolling the other team, then I probably don't need the heal, and you guys, you're gonna win the round, and then I'll buy another op, or somebody will pick my op up for me. But like, like, even when I'm not oping, and I do take damage over the course of a gunfight, the heal isn't that significant. I mean, think... Think of the amount of assists that happen in a game. Think of the amount of assists that happen in a game, and you're always like, oh, that Sage has so many assists. I wonder why that is. Oh, it's because once someone's been healed, Sage gets an assist for a kill. But but does the heal make the fucking difference, right? I I can't tell you, but it can. Currently, the way that it works is if you heal someone and they kill anyone, regardless of whether they got shot or not, you get that assist. But, like, I think you should only get that assist if they would have died in that gunfight, if you didn't heal. And that's currently not the way that it, that the assist counter works. Well, right? aside from launching into how the assist counter works, I thought you were going somewhere different, Chase, with the idea of assists, which is that how often is it in pro play or in your own games that when you look at the kill feed, you see a bunch of other agents from your own team contributing to that kill? Often. Right, Often. And, and that shows that there was chip damage that made it easier for you to kill or, them. Or a flash. Or a slow. Well, sure. Or, I mean, it could be other or things, a but often it's damage. damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or a sure. heal. But again, even, like, okay, if I hit somebody, 145, and I'm like, hey, they're 5 HP, right? Now, do you play differently because of that information? Yes, you do. And does that lead you to being more likely to get that kill? Maybe it does. Would you have won that gunfight even if they were at 150 HP? 
solid chance. How many times do you kill solid a sage? Solid chance? What are you or, talking about? How, how many times do you do do you die to a sage, and you look, and you're like, oh, I did 170 damage to that sage? Maximum once every 15 games. But again, I'm you gotta consider board. I play yeah, with bullshit. You gotta consider I play with an op. Okay. Like, oh, okay, okay. Sorry, so now, now we are considering it when it helps your argument. Now we are getting back to the op. You're but right, like, so yeah. we consider that when it helps your argument and not when it <laughs> doesn't help your yeah, argument. Yeah, but I want to go back, Cass. You're talking about a situation where likely you have a rifle in this case, yes. and a teammate calls out to you, okay, the last person not, is 5 HP. I'm not saying... And so saying... you push them super aggressively, mm-hmm. knowing you just have to hit them once in the body or legs. But oh, surprise! They actually had 150 HP. You're you're telling me that you still win most of those battles when they're at a surprise 150 HP. But the thing is, it's not a surprise 150 HP. Every character has an alt line. Well, sure, and it wouldn't be 150. It would be 100 because of the heal. But like either way, like I, I think the statement of you saying, "Oh, it doesn't like, make that much of a difference." It absolutely does. It if absolutely you, if does. Playing, I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying it's irrelevant. I'm just saying it's not good enough to be an alt. Oh, oh like, well, like, okay, that's different. Healing you, is not significant enough in the game to be an ult. I was talking and about I the was, specific scenario you mentioned, which I think is so wrong. I wasn't talking I was about making, your broader okay. point. Sure, sure. I was making the, the comparison here originally with given Sage, you would rather have her wall recharge than have her heal recharge because that's more impactful. In the same way, you would rather this ult do literally anything over healing. Because that would be more impactful, unless it was a cipher hole. Well, we're saying that this is not necessarily because this is healing like your entire team simultaneously. In which case, it could turn around, especially in a post-plant scenario like Hunter was describing. Yeah. Right. And like, and yes. yes, that's situational. But there are there are ults that are situational, and that's fine. Yeah. I, well, I, like I, I just don't think. Like I, I just don't think having two of your abilities tied to heal is is, is even remotely considerable. As like, okay, I'm we're gonna pick this agent. We're gonna wrap this up, but as a final note, uh, Omen Ult exists. And uh, <laughs> on it. that, do you guys have anything else to say <laughs> to wrap up this podcast? I just wanted to reemphasize, thank you guys so much for these awesome ideas, and we got more of them that we're gonna get to. Feel free to keep them coming as well. Yeah, there's plenty. There's plenty more. Um, we'll get to them hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Um, yep. We'll keep doing this every, every few episodes, hopefully, as long as we keep getting ideas. Mm-hmm. All right. With Sounds that, good. Uh, we will drink with you later.